it, it, it gives me some Hey everyone and welcome to episode number 19 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your special host, edition. Special Edition. I'm your host, Dan Zarzicki, and I'm joined here by Tristan Athern Hess. Also a special edition. <laughs> and, Patrick, for a time. and Patrick Knight. I'm a collector's edition. There you go. Boxed set. So what is the spoiler cast, folks? <laughs> Typically, the spoiler cast is your look at the latest and greatest in gaming news reviews. We talk about what we've been playing. And at the end of the episode, guys, the, the end, end of, of the episode. episode but we, not today. Yeah, but not today. today. We spoil a game. Um, that tends to be a trend now where we do something different. And now for something completely really? different. It's... <laughs> That's copyrighted. We can't use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Cut that um, out. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, Barry, cut that out. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Game Grumps now? <laughs> and and um, so what's happening today is it's an, it's almost a new year. Yep. How are you guys' Christmases, by the way? <laughs> Excellent. Patrick's excited because he got a 3DS for Christmas. Yep. So now he can Finally. And he got, he got the special gold edition. Yep. The Zelda I, I couldn't, Triforce. After I got mine, I couldn't justify... Yeah, buying another one just to have the special edition. Just to have one. the Triforce. Oh, see, I, I, I didn't have one, so it worked exactly. out fine. Right? It looks. I mean, it looks fantastic. It looks yeah. awesome. It looks so cool, and it it's has not, the inverse yeah. dark Triforce on the back, right? No uh, way. No way. Yep. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> All right. I just um, whistled into the mic. Pay no attention. Yeah. <laughs> but it's. But there's the levels. Um. But it. So what's cool about this is it's Merry Christmas. It's New Year. Merry Christmas to all you listening. Um, also happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa, the day yeah. after Christmas, got have completely a, overlooked as people were returning gifts and using gift cards. <laughs> have a crazy Kwanzaa, guys. Also, have an excellent Ramadan and a fantastic tat. There you go. Um, we're multicultural. There you go. <laughs> so, this um, spoiler cast was assembled by a, by a team of multicultural beliefs and whatever the hell it says at the beginning of a By three white group. people. I know, right? <laughs> this episode of the spoiler cast is brought to you by three white people who think they know what they're talking about. And nice water from yeah, Walgreens. Yeah, nice water. Um, so... What we're talking about today is this Christmas we saw the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One. And and the Wii U came out just before them. We're moving into a new generation. And I thought a lot of people are going back and looking at the best games of the year. But I thought it would be way cooler if we could go back and look at the best games of the generation. Forget this year. Yeah. Though a lot of mine actually came out this year. Yeah, not a ton came out because of the system launches, so uh, it was well, a little Well, we had Infinite, which was pretty good, in my opinion, but I... Well, it, let's hold off. Let's get yeah. to the games. We had Last yeah. of Us. We had some We had some blockbuster titles mm-hmm. this year, but it was a le- relatively light year for games. Yeah. I'm going to have to um, defend myself for games that are not on the list, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, and so, uh, the thing um, is, like, so we made a top ten, and just before right. we filmed this, I, d- I told both the guys, and I myself just did this, we put the games in order to... To a degree, there's going to be sort some. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some also, deliberation. See, I'm already, I'm already like ahead of the game though because I've already done this once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the, I have not. Yeah, the uh, uh, one of my favorite websites in all of video gaming, TrueAchievements.com, because as you know, I'm an achievement whore, <laughs> Hunter. Um, so uh, they they did this a couple months ago, and uh, Dan had no knowledge of it. So yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Regardless, I, I already put up my top ten there, yep. and uh, I couldn't find it. So uh, I kind of my feelings may have changed. That's and cool. I believe they have. So <laughs> yeah, I literally like I was just let's get candid here. I was just in the bathroom just prior to the recording, and I literally changed my list a little bit on my phone. Yes, I use my front phone, smartphone. That's how I'll deal with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, at it, least he's following rule number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Um, so before we get into that, though, folks, because we're going to talk about our top 10 games, we're going to go, you know, step by step, we'll all go over our 10, then we'll all go over our 9, we'll have fun that way. Yep. Then we're going to talk about our most important game of the generation, which is going to be a very interesting one, I think. But before we do that, I do want to hit some news. 
Um, and also, just to remind folks, these are our top ten. Yes. With honorable mentions. Yes. Like, there are a lot of good games. Like, I'm yep. just going to bring up a couple really quickly, if you don't mind. Um, Go right ahead. When I was looking at this list, there were so many of these specialty games that didn't mm-hmm. make the list. And it was because, for me personally, they didn't carry that sort of fun factor and that sort of reason why I play gaming, like the top 10 did. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they did something so well. For example, Amnesia the Dark Descent yeah. was in my list of honorable mentions. I have a list of like 15 honorable mentions. Yep. Yeah. But it was on my list there because it did scary games so well. Yeah. I think it deserved to be mentioned. Yeah, my list my list is only console games. So only yeah. Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii. I do well, have no some, Steam, I do have some, no handheld, I do have some PC. no HD yeah. remakes. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, what, and right now I'll just throw this in real quickly. Uh, my one honorable mention was World of Tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there, and, there's, and it's, it's a very good game in and of itself, but I think it's the, I think it's the archetype for what free-to-play should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have to pay to enjoy it. I think that's like um, similar to why a lot of people enjoy Dota 2 and why yeah. it's on so many best of the year lists right now is because everything that you can buy in that game is purely, purely just materialistic it's, yep. or yep. purely, uh, not materialistic isn't the right word, purely just cosmetic. like gloss and cosmetic. Thank you. That was yep. the word I was looking for. Um, so I think that's really cool. Um, another honorable mention I had was Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, and the reason for that was I think it did Japanese RPGs so well and it was a really great indicator that while the West, while the West is sort of... Um, becoming like the stable for video games the east can still catch up xenoblade chronicles is actually on my top 10 list I, I'll, I'll bet it was i'll bet yeah. it is and we'll get there when we get there but i just think it was one of those games that for me wasn't a top 10 but it did that element of yeah. gaming so well i thought it had to be had to be All right, so if we're just talking honorable mentions and getting that out of the way my yeah. honorable mention is borderlands 2 okay yeah because actually I, are, i'll go in with you on that because that was, yeah, yeah. I have Borderlands there on my list g- of honorable mentions. Because that game is really fun, but it's only it only really hits the maximum level of fun when you have four people yeah. playing yep. with you. And there are points where it gets really kind of grindy. Yeah. But as a fun party game oh, yeah. to pick up and do, it's unmatched. And plus it has one of the best villains I've ever seen. One well, yeah. of the best villains ever yeah. <laughs> in Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Which is just like a superbly crafted little experience. Yeah. But it does tend to get bogged down. So I didn't So there are periods where I didn't have fun playing it. Yeah. Yep. There are periods I had tons of fun right. playing it. So it didn't quite make it onto my top ten list, but I figured it should be mentioned. And again, yep. it's, a, it's a game where it does one thing really well and it really pushes a genre forward. Yep. It may not be the best game or one of our favorite games of the generation, but it did a really good job with what it had and what it was doing. Um, another example would be like Rock Band 3 for me. I actually put out my honorable mentions list because, again, it's a music game that does it so right, so well. It has all the different features yeah. to make it pick up and play for all your friends like the other ones did not. Yep. Yeah. Awesome game, I'll but teach also... Teach you how to play guitar if you want. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, now there's Rocksmith. Now there's Rocksmith for that. But, well, I, but it wasn't... Talk about it, Rocksmith. It wasn't a but, game uh, that was... Be shush now. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, it was the game of a new genre of games... That was the best out of that genre. Yes. And then it died. And then it died. And then, and then it then collapsed. That genre died. <laughs> because everybody had them and then didn't know what to do with them. Yep. Like a beautiful butterfly emerging from its cocoon and then dying two weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much. That's a good analogy, actually. I might use that one in a little article or something. It's like and the then... monarch who keeps going back to Mexico to find his parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the monarch! <laughs> so, um, I'm curious, Patrick, before we get into the news and then eventually inevitably get to the top ten. Yep. Did you have any con- any games that weren't console games on your list for the top ten? Like uh, specifically ha- non console, like obviously like games like I- I'm assuming Fallout Three's got to be on your list somewhere. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, 
that's a game that's on both, but you know it's also yeah. on the consoles. Was well, there anything that was just on I, PC? I have a I have a game that started on the PC and okay, that's yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, and that would well, we'll, well, we'll, we'll get, get there, we'll get there. Yeah. But yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. Okay, cool news. All right, so let's talk about the news. So the new systems came out. Holiday sales abound. The Steam holiday sales out, not and about. All it systems are Christmas. not go. Well, here's the thing, though. So apparently, I've been hearing this from a lot of my other guys friends who work at other retail stops mm-hmm. yeah. is that so after Christmas apparently a lot of people are returning their Xbox Ones and yeah. canceling their layaways and they still can't get P- keep PS4s in stock. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> oh, well, well it's true. so let the trolling well, commence. Here's the thing is that, well, no, here's the thing, is that all, <laughs> the, all the media, like game media things you really care about is First day sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What we're looking at now is like actual adoption or retention rate, mm-hmm. and it is severely dropping off for the Xbox One. Weird. Well, it's funny because the Xbox One actually has an online service that works. Um, <laughs> yes, which goes into your <laughs> plan. So, all uh, systems are not go, folks. A lot of systems were Steam down. Steam was down for, on Christmas Day. Yes. Wow. Yep. Wow. Steam it exploded, and uh, I got I got a couple gifts, and it was. It was taunting me because it was like, "Oh, you have gifts, but you can't redeem them now because." <laughs> We're dead. By the way, I Steam think... Steam has lost pressure. It needs to reboot. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> lost pressure of Steam. Um, I will tell you that um, I did pick up a couple games in Steam that I've been heavily enjoying um, or just found very interesting that I can't wait to talk about next episode because I think the next episode we're going to talk about Stanley Parable. Yes, so which finally came that. out for Mac. Um, yeah, and, I actually um, need to start playing that. I and, haven't had a chance. And Patrick, I picked up Papers, please, <laughs> which I've been having a ton of fun with because oh, it I should have... T- I, yeah, I, I, I talked about that how long ago? It showed up on a, yeah, a little yeah. Uh, weeks back. It's a hilarious it game. A bunch of lists. Hilarious game. Showed up on a bunch of, a bunch of best of lists. Hello, strangers. Hello, strangers. No, we have special guests. We have special guests <gasps> on our, on our, on our brought, cast today. Who brought, who brought color who brought juice? Food. No, I'm just kidding. We brought sugar, water. <laughs> sugar, water, color. It's my yeah. favorite kind of water. Yep. So Wait, a lot of you mean, systems... it is, you mean apart from nice water from Walgreens? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's that's not water. That's that's nectar nice. of the gods. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> nectar of the gods. That's um... says sweet ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We should really actually get a sponsor at some point. <laughs> like I, I, this one, I kind of almost don't care who it is, but we should get some sort of sponsor because we I think we'd have a lot of fun with that. Yep. Um, and. Uh, was the eShop the eShop still down? You said. Uh, actually, the eShop went back up. I don't, I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. And now, here, allow me. <laughs> He's gonna you, check you his have, brand new three. You have to see this to okay. believe it. Okay. <laughs> of course, if the, if it's back up now, this will all be for nothing. But okay, watch and learn. <laughs> what is this? A- and read it aloud once it loads. It's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Unless it's up. I, if, I mean, if it's not... Yep, there it goes. <laughs> no access point in range. Oh, wait. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. hilarious, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it's saying is, uh, the eShop has been suspended in this region oh, okay. to, to keep from overloading the servers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So go. I don't know if this region means the Northeast, where so many people live, or maybe it's just Rhode Island. Or the, you know it could America. be, or it could be the first four system, planets of the solar system, <laughs> yeah. or but, this portion of the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah. So, so the reason why it showed that there was no access point is because I haven't connected to Dan's network, so I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> but uh, essentially, what happened was uh, the day after it went up, I was able to get my downloaded Zelda title. I was able to update my Pokemon's, uh, and then the next day I went on the eShop to go, you know, just browsing. 
And uh, I came up with a little notification that says uh, eShop functionality has been suspended for your region to uh, reduce the stress on the servers. So, uh, new information has been gathered. Uh, <laughs> it appears the servers are back up. There you go. Uh, there now go. that I've actually connected to uh, Dan's access point. There you yay. go. But for two days, they were down. And yep. now, now they're back. And yeah, now we can spend money. Yeah. <laughs> money. Money. Spend so much money. And I just got my check two days ago. So There you go. Bye-bye, check. Burning a hole in my bank account. There you go. You got to use right. that shit before it goes bad. <laughs> now, you said you had other news, Tristan. Is that still the case, or is that really the news yes, that you had? Yes, I've got one more. So th- right. they dropped a trailer. So as you guys know, I'm a big fan of the Persona series. Oh, my God. Are yeah. you? Yes. Yeah. We've tried this before. Uh, so they dropped a new trailer for another Persona game. Oh, they're going to they're gonna beat that series Well, but here's death. the thing. They're calling it Persona Q, and it looks like it's combining, like... It, it has characters from both Persona 3 and 4 in it. Mm-hmm. And I thought I saw another um, Atlas game, too. And I'm like, wait, wait. This is in here as well? They're calling it Persona Q. It looks like super chibi-fied. Oh, And Lord. it's going to be on the 3DS. Oh, that's cool. But it also looks like it has anime cutscenes. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, I, I can't reconcile this in my mind. Because <laughs> all I have is a trailer in Japanese. <laughs> so I don't understand what any of it says. All I can see are the pictures. And I'm like... I can't tell if this is amazing or not. So if anyone has information on Persona Q, oh please God. God tell me. Oh Jesus Christ! I uh, have to. I have to know. Yeah, you can't find like a Japanese translation online or anything like that. I mean, it, it literally dropped like two days ago. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, dead people. Need somebody to get else is gonna be. Somebody I know. Who speaks right? Japanese has to be as excited as you are for it. Yeah. I mean, someone. Someone who speaks someone Japanese is probably there. more excited. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> they'll be getting it first. Right. Yeah. But uh, in other news, DayZ is now available on Steam. Yep. Really? Oh, and, yep. and Left 4 Dead 2 is now free to play. Yep. Oh, it's free to play? Is that how they're doing it? Yeah. Yep. I thought it was just free for like a day or something like that. Nope. Nope. Left 4 Dead 2 is now totally free. You know it's what that means. Noobs everywhere. Well, I was going to say Let's Play, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, that's the best thing that happened with when TF2 went free to play was that there were noobs Everywhere, and for a brief shining moment, my kill-death ratio was something glorious. <laughs> yep, kill-death ratio in an objective-based game. That means a lot. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, any other news that you guys had? I, again, it doesn't I don't have, really have any. Shush. <laughs> yeah, but That's a game that. mode? No, um, I, I thought it was just objective. Yeah. So, do you guys have any other news before we move on? Or? Nope. Just uh, oh, Daisy standalone. I'm excited, and uh, I haven't played it yet, so. so it's an early alpha. Is it still only available for the PC? Daisy? I have no idea. Care to check? Yeah, Probably. I I figured as again. Much it's too. an alpha, so yeah. all right. They're they're saying buy it if you want, but it is an alpha. And How much then is some, it? Uh, Be thirty bucks. It's in alpha. <laughs> it's an alpha, but thirty dollars, please. What? Well, well, the reason again, they're warning you that it's an alpha. People oh, okay. are buying it and complaining. Oh, they didn't tell us it was an alpha. It's right fucking there, guys. <laughs> I just can't believe that people are selling alpha alpha code for games now. Well, yeah, they've been wait, They've been waiting a, over a year for it. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. finish the game first. And to first. be fair, people are idiots. Yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> Why like, would you do that? Why would you release Alpha alpha Game? And- well, supposedly the game is still very playable. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little glitchy and some silly things happen, but it's still very playable. <laughs> and the zombies don't act like uh, soldiers anymore, so they don't flank you. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Cool. So I think we're good to jump into... We'll probably go through a few of them, and then we'll tally take a break or something. I think that's how that's going to yeah, work. Yeah, we, we can do, like, half and then take a break or see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Half. 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 And hopefully... Half? 
Hoth. <laughs> and hopefully soon enough our, our podcast will be joined by the sound of sizzling bacon. And I thought podcast smelled bad Breakfast. on the outside. Breakfast <laughs> Club edition of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's Our get right into it. Breakfast dance. Yeah. Let, let, <laughs> let's let's get right to it, guys. Let's go start with the number ten. The number favorite 10. game. Your favorite game of the past. Oh, so we're gonna count up. J- count yep. it up. All right. So well, should we start from the? Should we start with hype or gripe or Dan? Uh, let's start. <laughs> let's start. Let's kick it off with hype for the, okay. the, And this again, this is gonna be your least of favorite of the ten. Basically, right, yeah. so, t- your, so your my, number 10. my least favorite of the ten right now. Number coming in at number ten. Drum roll, please. Is Last of Us. It was a week. The Last of Us? Oh, wow. Yeah. I made your list. Um, it, I mean, <laughs> Last of Us was... It was a wonderfully well-crafted game. It was grueling and emotionally draining as yeah. hell. Like, like, when fuck I, it. Tim needs a car. Tim? What was his name? Joel. Fuck Joel it. Joel needs, needs a car. car. Exactly. Yeah. No, literally, when I finished The Last of Us, I was like... Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Time to go and let my feels recuperate a little. Yeah. I think the thing with me is... Um, with that terrible ending. Moving on. Yeah. Last of Us didn't even make it into my honorable mentions list. Um, Neither did it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's because it was a really good beginning, really good ending, kind of sandwich, sandwiching a pretty average game in the middle. It was really good looking and good sounding. Like, the soundtrack's great. The audio's good. The writing's amazing. But the game itself wasn't very fun for me. So I couldn't I couldn't put it any, anywhere on my list for that reason. And see the ending. The ending just completely took me out of it when I. Oh, I like the ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, but he's lying. To, never mind. We talked about this in another. Yeah, we podcast. talked about that. Yeah. Uh, um, shameless plug. If you guys like what we just talked about, we have an episode about the Last of Us. What is that? Number eleven. I don't remember. It's something one like of that. them. Something around there. On, it's the me... one that says Last of Us on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me look that up on. Hold on. And while he's doing that, is uh, who, who's Let going next? You can go Stitcher. next. I'm gonna have. We're, there's more of our episodes up on Stitcher. I yeah, think, for now some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, who knows? But go ahead. What's uh, your number ten? My number ten uh, is a game that started slow for me, but once I got into it, I really enjoyed it, and that's Mass Effect. Mass the Effect. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, again, uh, I don't know if I've documented this on the spoiler cast, but I have <laughs> a problem where I haven't played Mass Effect Two or Mass Effect Three. And the and reason being, your is, character, right? yeah. the reason being, because for some reason, Mass Effect One, even though I've beaten it twice, uh, will not register that I've beaten it. Yep. So uh, I'm playing through it again, very, very, very slowly. But either way, moving on. I, the thing I liked about Mass Effect One was once you got into it, it was it was character driven mm-hmm. more than it was plot driven, and you actually, and unlike most games that deal with moral choices, I'm looking at you, Fable, <laughs> um, and you, Infamous. Um, <laughs> The choices were more gray than just about any other this yeah. or that game that there is. Yeah. Um, and just and how you played your character deflected how you were able to do things yep. later on. Like for instance, spoiler alert: when Rex is trying to leave the group, uh, if you haven't been either a good enough character or a uh, asshole enough, or, or character. An asshole enough character, character, he will leave <laughs> and you will have to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, if I can just chime in. So, it's episode 9. This is the last of us episode. And Missed it by that much. <laughs> yep, and I gotta say that out of all of the Mass Effects, 1 was probably my favorite. Yeah, 1 yeah. was my favorite from that perspective, because once you get to 2, it becomes kind of action-y. The choices become a little bit more rote. Or ridiculously overly convoluted yeah, and spread out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I also... The other thing I had with 2 is I kind of missed having tons of different equipment to outfit people with. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of annoying to me, but the it was, actual... It was kind of annoying, I'll admit that. But also, driving around the Mako was fun. Yep. Yeah. The character and choices... too. Yeah. The character choices, I think, uh, were the best in the first one. It didn't make my list, 
any of them or my honorable mention list. But it, yeah. but but it was um it was really cool. I actually had it on my honorable mentions for a while and took it off. Well, see, um, I I couldn't I couldn't take it off my list. Like yeah, I, yeah. I when I look at the number of hours that I've sunk yeah, into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I just I can't yeah, I can't just yeah. like well. It wasn't really a top ten, but you put so many hours into it. All right, folks, let the trolling commence. My number ten game of the generation was Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. <laughs> oh, because it was the Call of Duty game that finally showed how shitty they all are. Because no. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, it's 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 the best modern one in the series. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. It's 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 really good. I mean, it's it's really fun. The 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 missions themselves. It was back when people were playing the, the single player game. Um, you know, like the sniper mission. Yeah, and the that's sneak, when the sneaking yeah, and that's mission. when those were new and shot yeah. and the yeah, shock value absolutely went off. Great, fine. Yep. And the multiplayer was revolutionary at the time. Like you hadn't really seen anything like it. I mean, Halo Two was really good, but you hadn't seen anything like that. Right. That that, that sort of point based. I think Modern Warfare uh, one and then had they the, drove it into had the, the perks and stuff. Right? They started that, what? right? The perks and stuff. That yep. was the first one. Yep. Yeah. I mean, except, it was the, just... except the except the perks really didn't matter overly much. Yeah. They became the focal point of the series as time wore on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So it was sort of like kind of a nice little introduction to that kind of thing. It really did launch that sort of online multiplayer. I invested a lot of hours on multiplayer when I got it, and I really enjoyed the single player. So yeah. for me, it was, uh, I, I have it was no one of the better about games. That. I mean. Yeah, that 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 is definitely a Call of Duty game. I could get behind this being on a list. Again, I, I I I wasn't a fan of it because I I like the old gritty World War Two style of Same. it. Yeah, I mean Black Ops One is my favorite game of the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I definitely preferred the earlier Call of Duties. Yeah, yeah, like, modern, yeah. But that I mean, for that Except reason, Call of Duty Three. Call of Duty Three seems to be universally panned. Yeah, I don't think I ever played. Call of Duty Two was good. Yeah, I liked Big Red One personally, mm-hmm. oh but God. that was the uh, yeah. Wow, what for throwback? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I mean, it's at it's number ten. It's there. Yep. You probably won't see any Call of Duties further down my list, but there it is. Number nine. Number nine. Number we'll nine. Just keep going in the we'll same order. That would be the number nine. Thing. Yeah. Right. So my so coming in at number nine on my top ten list yeah. is Nino Kuni. Nice. Wow. I'm that. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things I liked about Nino Kuni was it was a kid friendly. JRPG. Yeah. Yep. So you could play it at a shallow level. Yeah. But it also had the depth you could go into for an adult. So like for someone like me, you know, who wanted to really go in depth, there what that was there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't need to. Yeah. Also, Studio Ghibli. Yeah, yeah, the art was one of the best parts. The music was pretty decent. Um, for me, it was a subpar Dragon Quest Eight. But all right. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. Right- is I've never really played the Dragon Quest. Yeah, yeah. So you really if you like Nino Kuni, you really have to check out Dragon Quest Eight because it's yeah. it's very similar. Same like, same studio made it, so right. It, it, That's it what I've heard. Um, a lot I of played, the stuff. I played Dragon from, Warrior. Yeah, well, way back in the. T- <laughs> this is this is but, it's very when you when you if you go back and play Eight, you're gonna it, it's like the same. It's like you're playing the same game except not quite as good. With, okay, with, with Nino Kuni, I didn't put it on my list. Um, I didn't think of it, but I didn't really. It wasn't this generation, was it? What Dragon Quest Eight? Yeah. Oh, if it was if it was this generation, it would be up there on my list because that's oh, one of my okay. favorites. Yeah. Uh, but no. no, it's not. That's PS2. Yeah, it is. That's Generation Four. <laughs> okay. Okay, so just to give people an understanding, so I have numbered <laughs> generations utilizing <Damn> it. Nintendo <laughs> consoles. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yeah. Nintendo cons- Nintendo's been the only company that's had a, a console a every consistent generation. console every generation. Consistent. Yep. Yeah. So Generation One was the NES. Yep. And that era. Super generation Nintendo. Two was. Super Nintendo N64. and like and like uh, yeah. the Genesis. Season three was the N sixty four. Season four was GameCube. Season Wii. five was Wii. Wii. And now we have the Wii. Generation I love how you're six. saying season now. Sorry. Season. 
I've been watching too much TV. Those are some long ass seasons. Yeah, and then Jerry. Man, it's like I'm playing. I was gonna say, you're, you're gonna make <laughs> it's like I'm playing Last of Us. Oh, again. I, I thought, yeah. Um, <laughs> I then, thought you were going to yeah, yeah, make a Game of Thrones reference. No. And then Generation Six is Wii U. Yep. So right now we're discussing Generation Five. Then more like Generation Five Point Five. Um, <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Well, like so, Generation Six is the Wii U, but it's also same year that PS4. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're talking so. Gen Five. Yep. Yeah. So that's my number nine. Nino Cooney. How about you, Patrick? What's your number nine game? My number nine, and I had to number make nine. an adjustment. Number nine is number nine. Uh, Assassin's Creed Two. Wow. Which, uh, <laughs> which I, I I have to explain because yeah, okay, I'm having a lot of fun with this list so far. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the best out of the Assassin's Creed series, in my opinion. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, Assassin's Creed One was <laughs> it was pretty. It was. Pretty I never good. played the first. It got one, me hooked yeah. on the series, but Assassin's Creed Two was just. And such improvement. It it was. I don't want to say it's the perfect Assassin's Creed game, but it was pretty damn close. Mm. Much better than Brotherhood Revelations three and four. Jesus Although Christ. I haven't played four. Well, here's the thing. so I really can't comment at all. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Assassin's Creed four is by by all accounts not an Assassin's Creed game. It's a pirate game. Yeah. Oh, okay. That just happens to take place. In the it's Creed getting good universe. reviews, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because it's a pirate game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of um, cool. I will say this: I do actually prefer Assassin's Creed one really? to yeah. two because. I really like, and I've said, I think I've said this before on this on this podcast is, I really like the assassinations. Yeah. Yep. Like I really liked planning out, fight, tracking down the target, gathering information, planning out my route, and then executing. Yep. The assassin executing the target and the plan, mm-hmm. um, and then escaping, which was what you did in one. Yeah. Starting yeah. with two. Well, two had some assassinations. Two had some assassinations. Yep. And the problem with the problem with two is that you also had to start from scratch as an assassin. Yes. Which I which I li- enjoyed that bit bit of character development instead of just here you are you're a master assassin you just had your weapons taken away now you just have to because you done fucked up yeah right it was more than just like a metro metroidization of the of the game it was a right. whole character kind yeah. of character piece which is cool I actually had Assassin's Creed two I think on my honorable mentions for a while and then took it off for no reason whatsoever but. All right. But I mean that's that's a good one. I if I was gonna pick one Assassin's Creed to be on the list, it would be that one. So yeah, yeah. good job. Did you put any Assassin's Creed on I did your not. list? Okay, neither did I. Well, right. to, to make an explanation, I, I basically spent this entire generation until very recently playing only Xbox 360. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, most of the games ended up there anyway. Yeah. There's only gonna be a few exclusives you're gonna miss out on. Um, my number nine is Bioshock. One. Bioshock. Yeah. One. Yeah. I just really liked. I mean, I, I I can only. I mean, I might be wrong. I can only assume it'd be on your list somewhere. Um, yep. Um, but Bioshock was. Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> Sorry, they're cooking bacon and it's distracting. Well, no, she's looking over your shoulder. Oh, okay. She's cheating. Um, she's looking at my notes. Um, so B- Bioshock is just such a cool game. Like really great characters, awesome plot twist. You awesome. Know? Uh, Who would you kindly plot awesome, twist? It's just uh, one of the coolest moments in gaming. If I ever have a atmosphere. kid, um, <laughs> atmosphere. Yeah. If I ever have a kid, I'm going to preface every request with, would, would you, you kindly? kindly? Yeah. And then that way, when he plays Bioshock the first time, he'll go. <gasps> <laughs> so, yes, so. yes, I will go that far for a, for a in-joke, basically. <laughs> Only Tristan would go that far with this child. I actually noticed there's a, there's a package in the very first cutscene that has Would You Kindly written on it. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, if you go back, that's one of those cool games to actually go back and play because you see a lot of that surfacing. You're like, wait a minute. 
that's really cool. No, yeah, it's the note he has on the box. And it's actually a really short game it's if a, you if you play it on the lower difficulty. Yeah, if you just blast right through it, it's kind of short, but there's a lot of little secrets to explore. I think the plasmas are really cool. I mean, at that point, and new the voice idea. recorders. Yeah, we forget that all that stuff was new at the time when this came out. Like the voice yeah. recorder stuff now is in every game ever. Yep. But that was even pine- Crackdown well, too. That, that was that was pioneered Wait, though. Did, uh, didn't that come out? No. I would say probably Doom Three did that first. Oh, Doom Three did it before. Yeah, I think Doom Three. Yeah, did Doom Three was like early earlier two thousands. I think. Yeah, so you're right. But I mean, it was a little different. But yeah, it was different though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Bioshock, Bioshock was the first one to really make it like a central right. little part of the game. Yeah, like it, it gives you the whole history of Rapture. Mm-hmm. That scene where you, that that moment where you find that alter, um, that sort of optional. Uh, audio log, and then turn around. and There's a dude standing right there. Yeah. Oh my god! Some, some great little, some great jump scares. Yeah, I knew that was coming, and I still had my heart jump up into my throat yesterday yeah. when I was replaying it. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but just a really great. I think a really great addition to the list. I think you guys would agree. Yep. Tristan, number, number eight. seven. Oh, number eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> we just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really hungry, and that number bacon eight. is really distracting. <laughs> number eight. Number eight. So my pick for number eight is the original Dead Space. Cool. So, and so here's the thing. So starting with this generation, you know, up until this, you had the you kind of had the greats. You had Silent Hill. You had Resident Evil. But this is kind of the generation where those two franchises really kind of dropped the horror ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think Death, the original Dead Space picked it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Dead Space three was way too actiony. Yep. Dead Space two, still a good game. But I, nothing, I think, quite compares to that first Dead Space game when that was all new and fresh, and it was their first time experiencing, this, experiencing the Xenomorphs and just being like, "Holy shit, what are these things?" It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice uh, MacGuffin too, trapped on a space, uh, spaceship mm-hmm. that was dead in the dead in the space. <laughs> That's the title of the game. Yeah, <laughs> except for that part with the asteroids. Oh, I didn't get fuck that. that part. I never got too much into this, so I can't really comment. I know that. By after playing a couple hours of the first one, it kind of was getting sort of samey, like mm-hmm. the monster closets. Like you go into a room and you look through at the windows, like monster coming out of there, out of there. There's a ventilation shaft. Oh, there's monsters going pour out of that. Yeah, so it's just sort of like there. I played a little Dead Space too, I think, just because I rented it or something or borrowed it from a friend. But I never got huge into them. But definitely game, games a lot of people mm-hmm. really seem to enjoy. Yep, yep, yep. Cool that it's kind of similar to my boss shocking that little yeah. well, horror game. Well, the other thing, too, is that uh, Dead Space 1 has, in my opinion, more perfectly done atmospheric moments yeah. than 2 or 3 does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, there's one of, the, one of the first rooms you go into in Dead Space 1 is it's a machine room. Mm-hmm. And you've got, this, you've got this light source and this broken tram hanging from the ceiling. And the tram is casting shadows, like mm-hmm. actual accurate shadows. I remember this, and yeah. And it's swinging back and forth. So you've got the noise of it going. You've got the machine sounds coming from below you. Mm-hmm. And so you can almost barely hear the monsters over all this. Mm-hmm. And, like, just looking... That room is just, like, perfectly artistically done. Yeah. Cool. And you don't really get a lot of times like that mm-hmm. in 2 and 3. Oh, okay. Is that more... That's just more 1? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Patrick... Hello, <laughs> number eight. Number eight. Well, here's where here's my uh, here's my sort of iffy entry. One of my biggest iffy entries. <laughs> Yet eight. Uh, Minecraft. Yeah, I figured that would be on your list. I was yeah. curious as to where it would be. Uh, it's it's very extremely popular. Uh, 
for obvious reasons. Because oh, it's a that, sandbox game. Oh, that's right. There is a 360 version of that game. And it's also on the PC. I mean, it was, it was a game of this generation. There's a PS4 coming out. The one yeah. version. And there's well, because like I said, my, my caveat was I was doing just console games. I know you were. Yeah. But because I didn't have a 360, would I you have included? Would I'd, you have included Minecraft? You think if you had gotten into it? Probably. Okay. Like, it, yeah. or if I had, if I had known about, remembered the 360 version. It's easy. I'll put it as a yeah. De facto honorable mention. Okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, it's easily the most addictive game that I've ever played. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've broken the addiction pretty badly now that I, I, I just I get annoyed at it at this point. It's like, oh, I've been mining for three hours, and uh, I just slipped and fell in lava and lost everything. <laughs> Oops. Never dig straight down. I didn't dig straight down. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I never got into it. I, I'm very much... My list is going to prove this too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very much an action-oriented, from point A to point B type of person when it comes to my game experiences. Yep. Except there's one. I think it's ironically. I think the next game I'm going to mention is completely different than what I just said. But <laughs> absolutely, I am uh, typically just very action-oriented when it comes to that kind of thing. And yeah, and it was the thing about Minecraft is that for me, that's too all over the place. It starts with such novelty of the uh, with the novelty of at night you have to hide, mm-hmm. and eventually you build a house so that you'll be safe in the house. And eventually, you know, it, it progresses very nicely. Mm-hmm. And as more updates have come and more updates have come, uh, it's it's almost become too big for itself. Okay. Mm. Um. There's 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 so much to do. It becomes overwhelming at times. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's the jungle biome. There's, uh, I, I can see that nether fortresses, um, strongholds, the end, and and Towns. while I while I agree, it's nice to have an end game that you're playing for. Oh, there's an end it, game now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it it was always nice just to survive. Mm-hmm. Like I had a server for the longest time where we built a whole city, basically. That's awesome. And. Uh, it was, it was, was like a start- like a dwarvish city, like underground or something. Or was no, it, just, it was oh. it was on a beach. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. Ne- that's and what I'm gonna do next time. Is next time my next plan for my next Minecraft game is to hollow out a mountain and turn it into a dwarf hold. Oh yep. And it's just in it, 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 it's it's one of those games that has such great potential too. Like there's the there's the space Minecraft mod, uh, spacecraft I believe it's called. Uh, <laughs> Apt. Yeah. Uh, where you can actually build a rocket and fly to the moon. And That's awesome. So it's a Kerbal Space Program. Yep, and then build a rocket and fly to Mars. <laughs> That's um, awesome. And there's textures, and there's adventure craft, and well, there's, there's a lot of sheer, different options. Sheer so. modding. Yeah, and it's things. such a simple game. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a shock to say that getting towards the most important game discussion we're going to have in a little bit, that's definitely a game that's going to be on people's minds, mm-hmm. if you're yeah. listening, or maybe even on our minds. So we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, and it's just... The, the, one, yeah. the one other thing that I want to mention is the redstone aspect of it. The s- Enlighten. That you can actually build a working computer in Minecraft. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Through via redstone. Because that's how the because the game has that level of logic, but it's so simple you would never know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people have built a computer that actually plays Minecraft in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We were wondering why nothing was working. Is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it either. I'm sorry. Sorry, we just had a we just had a malfunction. Um, all right. Nothing stupid happened. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> Oh god, there's blood everywhere. It's okay, you've got another one. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll make more blood. 
should, we should get Dr. Steinman to fix it. Yeah, right. The rabbit went into the can, and part of my hand went with it. <laughs> All right. Going into my number eight, I wasn't sure which one of these two games to pick, because they're both in a series, or sort of, kind of, but they're very different. And typically when I do this, when I do this kind of thing, I go with the older one, because I think it would, would, was the most influential one. It was one that inspired the next one in the series, and it was one that really got it started off for me, so it's hard to... That nostalgia, I really want to pick it. So for me, this one was really tough, but I actually went with my number eight, uh, The Elder Scrolls IV, Oblivion. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, really torn between picking that and Skyrim. I will say that both of them are not on the list. Only only Oblivion's on my list, and it's yep. because it inspired, you know, eventually Skyrim came out, and Skyrim did everything better. But Oblivion was the one that when I, it was right at the beginning of this console generation. Yep. First on, like, the PC and Xbox 360, like, right at launch of the Xbox 360. See, for whatever reason, I didn't get into Oblivion as much as I did with yeah. Skyrim. Well, Skyrim's yeah. a, a much more uh, better realized world. Mm-hmm. Oblivion all looks like, more, it's like a giant more forest. Glitch, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, a gigantic. Fo- some of them intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember getting into Morrowind, like picking up Morrowind without, and I didn't have like a the game manual or anything. Yeah. So I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I get to Morrowind. Morrowind, I'm just like, what the shit do I do now? Yeah. Why can't I hold all these repair hammers? Yeah, and I think Oblivion was a little bit more freeform in that way. the The world itself was more boring. It was just a giant forest with some mountains. I think. And were there even mountains in that game? Yes, there were. There were large hilly. But they weren't. They didn't ever look like wintry things, did they? Maybe no. They did. Well, from a distance, they didn't look like anything. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I do remember them now. Okay. Yeah. They're kind of like like a cake, like a little cake layer of snow or something like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. Cloudville so, Temple is the is the one place where that, you, it's really obvious. That's right. Um, so like, I just found the the amount of stuff I could do. You know, the amount of stuff I tried, the amount of hours I invested into it, quests I took up. Um, I think I even enjoyed the side stories, like the Dark Brotherhood and stuff, more. In Oblivion than I did in Skyrim because I thought they were I thought it was really well done. Maybe if I go back and play it, I'll I'll be like, what what is this shit? And I'll just go back to Skyrim. <laughs> the, pro- but. the problem with Oblivion that kept it off my list mm-hmm. is so me- a lot of the bone structure mm-hmm. was just really headache inducing. Yeah, the inventory system is one. Yeah, where it doesn't tell you what things are, you have to guess by their icon and just sort of learn it. Yeah, uh, the quest the quest uh, list. Not organized whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has completed quests in it at all times, so yeah. you have no idea if you've completed the quest or not. Yep. Unless you know that you've completed the quest, mm-hmm. um, and it's just unlike Skyrim, where the characters seemed much more vivid. Yeah. You only yeah. had like, like I find myself not connecting to any of the characters except for Martin Septum. Mm-hmm. Like not none of the counts. Uh, yeah. Not nobody from um, nobody from the Imperial City, nobody from the Dark Brotherhood. Well, nobody from the Thieves Guild. Like, <laughs> uh, just yeah. I didn't care. It's definitely much more individualized quests yeah. where it's really yeah. just you against the world, or you just kind of playing your thing. But I think that's what I enjoyed about it was it was just so, which is against everything right. I stand for. But that's I mean I just really enjoyed it, and yeah. they, they, somehow they did it well. There's another game coming further down on my list that's very similar, does a lot better. That both Patrick and I am sure have quite near the top of our <laughs> list that we'll talk about later. And let's but let's not forget how adamant the guards were in that game. <laughs> how. Yeah. How job-focused yes. they were. Hiding in locked rooms for years. Just to lie and wait for a known <laughs> criminal to unlock the door. Yep. Halt, criminal scum! <laughs> the, um, 
the hilarious thing was I, w- I finished the game the other day because yep. I'd always put it off because I turned myself into a vampire and closing a Oh, I game. did that too. I ruined my save file. Yep. I had to download a mod. I, ha- I played yeah. on the PC, so I got a yep. mod to get the vampire cure, but yep. that was rough. Uh, when, you're, when you're a vampire, closing Oblivion Gates is a bit of a problem um, <laughs> because fire hurts. A lot. <laughs> so I had stopped playing the game because it had become too frustrating. And then I started playing it again, and I had left it at the difficulty that it was on, and I said, wow, this is... No wonder I stopped playing this. So I turned the difficulty down and then reamed everything's face. Yeah. But uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I closed an Oblivion Gate. And apparently at some point I had accidentally last hit one of the guards that was helping me. Oh, no. So I walked back to the town and I was accosted by Papers, one Papers, please. The, I was accosted by one of the guys. It's like, halt, criminal. I was like, what the hell did I do? And, I, and then it occurred to me I must have last hit somebody. Oh. Uh. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite guard moment when playing Oblivion was... I forget where I was, but I was I was exploring some dungeon somewhere, and I go down, and I open up this room, and there's not much in the room except for some barrels. Yeah. And I walk over to, to one of the barrels, too, because I'm going to go, you know, search it, and all of a sudden a guard head pops out of the barrel. Because <laughs> he had spawned in the room, but he had spawned in the same point as the barrel, but I hadn't seen him until he had moved up, because he had been, like, put in just yeah. below the surface, so he has been... So I open the door, he, he rises out, it looks like he's hiding in the barrel. Halt, criminal scum! <laughs> just, he was hiding in the barrel for me that whole time. I was just like, I can't deal with this anymore! <laughs> and then there's the then there's the random uh, murders that the, gu- the guards sometimes do in the Imperial City. Oh yeah, We're, you'll just enter the Imperial City and you'll just see corpses. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell happened here? That Justice is- happened, citizen. Now move along. Let's keep going. Okay. Um... Was Oblivion... Oh, we'll get there when we get there. Tristan. That would be telling, wouldn't it, Dan? Number seven? Number seven. Number seven. So, for me, my number seven for this generation is going to be Portal 2. Interesting. Uh, Portal 2 over Portal, mainly because... Yeah, I'm interested to hear why. So, Portal was a good game. It was a fantastic game. Some say the perfect game. Some say the perfect game. Uh, People say I that? Like about Portal 2, yes, a very People... well-known YouTuber calls it the closest thing to a perfect game he's ever yep. played. Um, okay. So here's here's why I have Portal Two on my list and not Portal One. All right, I'm I'm, I'm curious to hear about this. So uh, first of all, I mean, there's the obvious graphical upgrade. Yeah, I mean, with Portal Two is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, Portal is a Portal One is a wonderful, nice little self-contained little thing. I like Portal Two because I like that it goes into the backstory mm-hmm. more. Like yeah. I I really like the addition of. Um, Cave Johnson of Cave, right? Thank you of Cave Johnson and sort of the early years of Aperture. Mm-hmm. The other thing I really like is I love the Portal Two multiplayer. Yep, like those are fantastic. Yeah. And this breaks my rule of no console stuff a little bit, uh, no PC stuff a little bit. But the ability to do user built levels mm-hmm. just made the the size of the game explode. Yeah, and yep. there's a lot of crap levels out there, but there are also really well done user made levels that are like completely mind boggling. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Pardon me? So Portal Two? Yep. How about you, number Portal seven? Portal two. Number seven is going to reach some controversy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what the fuck is this list? Set the internet on fire. Uh and I just made a pun without realizing it. It's going to be Halo Reach. Oh Lord. Halo Reach made your list? Yes. Wow. And uh, I, I say this, and I've said this many times before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I just found it to be the ultimate culmination of all things Halo. Yeah, it was it was firefight in one neat package. It was the ultimate forge world in one neat package. 
Dan's roommate is seething. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he's got bacon, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, and it had one of the best campaigns in the series. In yes, opinion, I because I, you yeah. you were linked to the characters, and people are like, "Oh, well, Cat died like a bitch." Well, that happens sometimes. Yeah, I was uh, I was seriously debating putting a Halo game on my list. Me too. But I, cu- I couldn't decide which one I'd want to put on. It would have been Reach yeah. for me. It probably would have been either Reach or Two for me. Yeah. Well, two didn't come well, out two, this generation. Two and B so. this generation. Oh, that's right. It had, so it there you go. Three, so it would reach. And three so, was... Three was... Yeah. I didn't like the campaign as much. The multiplayer yeah. wasn't as polished as Halo 2. Uh, or at least it didn't feel the same to me. No. Halo, Halo 3 did not feel the same as Halo 2. Halo yeah. 2 felt really good. Halo yeah. 2 is one of the better ones, if not yeah. the best one. Yeah, and like I said, Halo Reach was just the culmination of everything that had come in the series thus far. You get to be Noble Six, who was essentially you. Mm-hmm. Instead and of not Master the Chief. Chief. Yep. And you and you get Nothing to feel like you chief. have a part in the universe, which yeah. is just the ultimate, the ultimate kiss goodbye from Bungie as they handed over yep. the reins to three four three the devil. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, Pat. That reminds me, I finally got to see Forward Unto Dawn. Oh yeah, yeah. it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I bought Halo Four, huh? I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. That was. I haven't seen it yet. Still, so it, you should see it. It's on Netflix. I know it's, it's on Netflix. Really good. It's glorious, and it, it just it made me want to get Halo Four. Yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> like I, I kind of want to see, like a live action Halo TV series. Yep. Well, they, were in, that stuff. they it, were in talks for doing be a live action. There's so many shows like that. They, they, they were in talks shows. for a live action Halo movie a long time ago. Oh yeah. And you know who they had as a director? That Bungie balked at Neil Blomkamp. Yep, that would have been awesome. That would have been a good director for that, I think. Well, because he was unknown, they they were like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And uh, Peter but, Jackson was producing it, and and then that all fell through. Yeah. Um, but for hey, Ford Hunter on is a Halo movie. Yeah, and it is a live action movie. Yeah, and it's really good. And they've done so many live action commercials that have been so good too. Like yeah. they did uh, yeah. for Halo Reach, one of my favorite. Yeah, game I think I know which one you're. Yeah, Deliver Hope. Yeah, I think it's the, the one, one that where I uh, the one where you see Tom two nine three, the predecessor to Noble Six. He delivers the bomb into the Covenant cruiser. I don't remember that one, but yeah, it's the one where you see a Spartan running. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yep. that's one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's actually Cat. That's how she loses oh. her arm. Oh really? Yep. So it gives you some backstory in the commercial. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I really like that commercial. It didn't really tell me anything about the game, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing I liked about Ford Unto Dawn was that it didn't focus on Chief. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it focused on... Lasky. Right. And just normal, everyday humans in this utter shitstorm that is the Covenant yeah, 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 yeah. War. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I mean, I really, if I was going to put one on the list, I didn't. If I was going to put a Halo game on the list, and actually Reach was on my list for a bit, and then I took it off in my top ten. Yep. yep. Um, I would, so yes, if I was going to put a Halo game on my on our lists, we would agree with you there, Pat. Yep, there you go. one could say that it would have been a Reach for all three of us to put it on there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. Um, my, uh, my number seven is Portal 1. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, keeping with my... Um, <laughs> sort of call to pick the original game in the series i did go with portal one i just think it sort of it was the idea the original idea generator of that you know it was short enough but it was really sweet mm-hmm. um enough contrary to what you said i think it did provide a lot of story but it was cool because it just left a lot open right yeah um, it was very funny it was like one of the very first few funny games i've ever played like oh, where totally. i was laughing when i was as i was playing it out loud as opposed to just like a chuckle here or there. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. It, we're not, like I said, we're not for the fan, absolutely fantastic multiplayer 
and the user design levels and a little bit of extra story stuff and some and some also really hilarious hilarious things. Oh, there's some oh, yeah, wonderful yeah. things in Portal Two. Oh yeah. Um, if if it was if Portal Two so hadn't majestic. come out, mm-hmm. Portal would be at the exact same spot on my list. Oh okay okay. It's just it was, Portal Two is did everything. In my opinion, is is everything? In my opinion, Portal Two did everything Portal One did, and had more on top of it. Yeah, some, I mean, some say that the the puzzles in Portal Two were too easy though. That's the that's the one gripe that most people have. Yeah, and Portal One wasn't long enough to really get there, where there were like, puzzles that were too hard or too easy because right, they were sort like, of introducing the concept. I will say what was interesting about Portal Two is that. Because there was so much happening, it was almost too much uh, yeah. with like the, the gel and oh, lasers gel. and stuff like that. I loved combining the gels and breaking the game. It got yeah. to the point that I would get into a room, right? And I wouldn't be able to solve the most simple puzzle because I was thinking about all these other elements. And I was like, yep. wait a minute, how do I get over this other side of the room? I'm moving gel. Wait a minute. And, you know, you just shoot one across the way and walk through yep. the wall. And that was the solution, you know? Yep. So that was kind of cool, but... But Portal One would be would be my pick there for many of the same reasons you said about Portal Two, just yeah. a little bit less of it, and yeah. the fact that it was the first one in the series to do it. Like so majestic, like an eagle, piloting a blimp. We're gonna do number <laughs> six, and then we'll I think we'll take a break after number six. All so right, number yeah. six. So my number six mm-hmm. is Bioshock Infinite. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. Consider it. So. Yeah, Bioshock. Yeah, Bioshock One was great. Bioshock Two. I never played Bioshock no, no, no. 2. I Maybe never played Bioshock great, 2. Maybe not as great, but still a decent entry into the series. Um, my, the reason I put Bioshock Infinite on here was I like how Bioshock Infinite did something new with the series. Mm-hmm. Yep. But still tied it in. It's a wonderful environment. A absolutely gorgeous and wonderfully created environment. Um, as a nice kind of opposite yep. to Rapture. Yeah, yeah, the exact opposite. Um, I also, what I, the other thing I really like is that in... Bioshock 1, you get there after shit has gone down. Right. Yep. In Bioshock Infinite, you see our shit go down. Yeah, yeah. And you're a part of it. Uh, that's all the, also one of the things I like about Burial at Sea. I didn't play Burial at Sea, but... Neither have I. I mean, the ending of Bioshock Infinite basically tells yeah. you that bio, that it sort of was the precursor in a lot of ways to what happens mm-hmm. in Bioshock 1, so... Right. Well, except they sort of build off of each other. The veils, um, yeah. Okay, so see spoiler cast one for more details. Right, so now we can uh, spoil spoiler cast. Fuck it. So quick little bit. Oh thanks. Oh my god. Don't cross the streams. Oh, I will totally take some starfruit, man. Starfruit. Mm. Oh my god. Um, Mm. yum. (laughs) Okay, back back on track. Back on track. And you are now invincible. (laughs) So kind of like little. So this is kind of like a little mini spoiler for Burial at Sea. Burial at Sea starts before shit goes down in Rapture. Really. Yeah. Yes, so that's cool. So you starts, get to see the, the the society before it goes crazy. Yeah, and you're like, and let me tell you, I think that I'm like, okay, I can totally see how this goes to fucking hell in a handbasket yeah, yeah, yeah. really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's oh my god, yeah, Barry, let's see, and there's gonna be more of it too. Oh, which is so nice. Um, the other thing I liked about Bioshock Infinite. Oh, as opposed to the original Bioshock, mm-hmm. is that in the original Bioshock, it's way too easy to become unstoppable. Okay. Especially once you start, once that moment where you realize you can double up on tonics. Mm-hmm. Yep. And be like, oh, I can have armored shell and armored shell too? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and especially, or when you get natural camouflage. Mm-hmm. The game at that point just becomes, in my opinion, too easy. Yep. Bioshock Infinite remains sort of a challenge all the way through. Mm-hmm. See, the problem I have with Bioshock Infinite... I do like the plasmids over the tonics, though. Yeah. Definitely. Because the the tonics kind of died Mm -hmm. halfway through the game. They became completely useless. Mm -hmm. 
It's like I, I have a gun. I don't need the tonic. Yeah. Yep. The tonics were the to, the tonics were really there, or I'm sorry, not the tonics, the draws. No, tonic. What? Are you talking about the vigors? Vigors. Vigors. There we go. Yeah. I was about to say because tonics are in Bioshock One. So what the hell are we talking about? Right, right. The vigors. Um, in my opinion, the vigors were really there to supplement the guns. Yeah. It was really, and that's the problem. Is that a lot of them did the same thing mm-hmm. effectively. Yep. Clear the room, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or immobilize enemies. Yep. I mean, I think the ending battle of Bioshock Infinite is a perfect example of just. Well, I have these guns now. I well, like to shock you here or there or something. Well, here's but... the thing: is that it, none of the Bioshock games really have a good ending. <laughs> well, a good, a good final boss. I felt. I mean, I think yeah. Infinite just does good of an uh, ending, ending as anything. Uh, but... uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I said endings. I ending final sequence. Boss. Yeah, final boss sequence. Yeah, yeah, they're all terrible. Yeah, that 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 battle on top of the skyship was, was a battle on top of the skyship fighting Andrew it's Ryan. Miserable. It's miserable. Well, I, Andrew oh. Ryan wasn't the first. No, Fontaine, oh, sorry, Fontaine, Fontaine, Fontaine yeah. yeah. It's just... The problem yeah. I had with Bioshock Infinite over Bioshock 1 was that it didn't seem... There was something missing from it. And and I can't place my finger on what it was. Like, you were... you your Your character was more defined. You had more relationship with who you were dealing with. Uh... And you were more tied to the universe than you were as Jack in Bioshock 1. Mm-hmm. Tristan, how the fuck are you eating that star fruit right now? There you go. There we go. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> like, I don't know. Something, my... something about I just Bioshock... Dropped, I just dropped it on the hatch. Yeah, something about <laughs> Infinite did not grasp me as as much as Bioshock 1 did once I got into yeah, yeah. it. Sorry to derail your... Yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> your Bioshock I mean, it's, conversation it's like, with my Starfruit conversation. I, I don't know. Maybe it was because I played Bioshock before. Maybe that was why. Like, and in the... Uh, it's just... I don't know. Well, Bioshock Infinite also was missing a lot of the sort of horror aspects yeah. of Bioshock, By the Bioshock way, 1. A lot of the horror aspects? There was, there was none of it. That's true. <laughs> it, I mean, there were a few elements of the song where you were being hunted by the songbird. There yeah. were... Kind of yeah, but horror, you know the though. songbird can't catch you. Yeah, it's scripted. Yeah, yeah. There was never a situation where you're actually running from the songbird for any reason or another. Yeah. Not like yeah. a big daddy. It or would something. just show yeah. up and like it was like even the big daddies in Bioshock One though weren't terif- terrifying. Well, they were at the beginning because you couldn't. Yeah. Stop they were them. at the beginning. Well, no, because they wouldn't bother you unless you bothered them. Some of them yeah. wouldn't, right? Or no, all, of them, all, all of them would leave you alone as long as you didn't get too close to little sister. Yep. Or, or as long as you didn't bash the big daddy in the face, which I made the mistake of doing the first <laughs> time I saw one. <laughs> Hey, I was like, oh, this guy was in the trailer, wrench. And then that was the end of that playthrough. <laughs> um, so that was your number six. Patrick, what was your number six? My number six? That's where we are. Uh, well, I this is almost a tie, but I'm going to go with what I have written down, which is Skyrim. Nice. And, nice. That, and Skyrim... As glitchy as it is, as much as it fucked my save file that I have to start over. <laughs> yeah, there's glitches I made where I had to restart or re-download <laughs> things. But I have logged 150 hours Jesus. in one playthrough, Jesus. and I haven't touched the DLC. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. It's just so immersive it's for huge. me. I love Skyrim. And, and all of the Jarls have their own personality. All the cities have their own uh, personality. Markarth is fun to go in because it's such a different city than the other ones. Solitude. Which one's Markarth? Markarth is the one that's like in the mountain. What the fuck? It's like the uh, it's like all the buildings are up along the side. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really and then cool. there's Riften, which is like the little the little uh, port city. Yeah. Winterhold, which is Nevena City. Windhelm, which is the, the Winterhold's cold. been killed, destroyed. Right? There's the college. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Winterhold is the is the college. Uh, 
Morthal, which is just your you know little little uh, homey place. Falkreath, which is the more foresty. Dawnstar, which is the extreme north port. Okay. And then there's you know White Run, which is kind of like the the, the mix head, of the, all of them. Yeah, in the middle of the field. Yeah, and it's just they and, and it was so much unlike Oblivion, where Shaden Hall, Chorl, basically all of them <laughs> all look, look exactly, exactly the, same. the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, except for the Imperial City. They improved it all with when they got to Skyrim, but that's why I went with the first yeah. one. But uh, and it's just and the leveling up was much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have to um, like you didn't have to level up certain skills to level up your character. Mm-hmm. You had to you had to um, you just basically getting experience would level up your character. Okay. Like for instance, in, in Oblivion, if you were a knight, you had to level up one handed weapons, and if you leveled up, for instance, archery, it wouldn't contribute to your overall level. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, which was dumb. But that's not here nor there. Cool, but it's just it, and it was it was so amazing just to walk around and oh, yeah. have a random encounter with a dragon, or you could. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're making me feel like an idiot for picking Oblivion. Well, no, it's just which I guess is the point of this whole discussion. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying make to make Dan you feel, feel like, like an idiot. idiot. I'm, just, I'm just gushing because it was just and and all all of the, <laughs> I'm gushing number six. All of the da- all of the Daedra, all of the Daedra oh, that's that right. were available. Like you, you could only get Sheogorath and maybe Marunus Dagon. Uh, you would run into in. Uh, I didn't run into any of them. I didn't play yeah. nearly enough Skyrim. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. In uh, in Oblivion, it would oh, be okay. Sheogorath in the DLC and uh, Mirrors Dagon yeah, in, in the story, in the, in the right? Story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe Meridia. I'm not sure. But all 15 are in uh, are in Skyrim. That's awesome. And they all have their own unique quest. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. And, Jesus Christ! I got to play this game again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so much time, and it. The the college was a much better quest mm-hmm. than it was in Oblivion. It was it was you had a goal and it was mm-hmm. just it was great. And and Dark Brotherhood had some Yeah, I finished the Dark yeah. Brotherhood, which is really good. Yeah. I thought I thought that quest line was really good. The Thieves Guild was glorious. I don't think I got very far in that one. You but. need to do that one. <laughs> that one's just unbelievable. The Companions Guild was much better than the Fighters Guild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just oh so good. And we're at number six. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my number s- so this is where my my list really becomes sort of like ugh. like every time I, I read one off I feel bad because I want it to be further up the list but something had to give um, this is where that officially starts and number six for me is Super Meat Boy yep mm-hmm. um, I considered putting that on as an honorable mention yeah 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 so for me like I mean that's just my my wheelhouse there my, my sorts of games those old school platformers just incredible i mean super meat boy is the pinnacle of that tons of levels pick up and play you can turn it on play a bunch of levels very dark humor very dark humor very fast very simple but deep at the same time with the you know the the amount you can do there um i just thought it was like the perfect at least until you get to the final boss what's that at least until you get to the final boss oh my god yeah final boss is pretty well i mean there's a lot of levels like that (laughs) this needs to be cleaned already but it's just—it's just, I mean, it's just—it's like incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like—it was like one of the most one of the most fun games for me to play just overall this this generation or for any generation. It yep. brought me back to the old days, so that, that's why that one's my number six. And it has some good music too. Oh, it's fantastic it music. Yeah, I mean, with any of these indie titles, that's like almost a given. You know, yeah. they're gonna have really good music, and this one's certainly no no okay, different. It's, it's kind of par for the course now. Yeah, but, it's but an indie damn, Microsoft does two D platformer indies. with a strange mechanic and good music. There, there you, you go. go. Strange mechanic? Go. Platforming is not a strange mechanic. Well, that one's the least strange, but... Yeah. All right. That's Scuba our, break! That's our number, so we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll get back... <laughs> <laughs> with a look at five through one. <laughs> Plus 25 stamina. Hey! Hey, I've got some extra scuba. Pilot in the moles in the snow, too. 
Alright guys, hope you enjoyed your break. We're back, and now we're going to talk about number five on our top ten games of this past generation. Halfway we're halfway there. Thank you for joining us on this living ride. On living, living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. And now we switch it over to Hype. Who's I love Michael t- Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> your efforts to derail this thread shall not go on. <laughs> now we speak to Tristan. Who's going to tell us about his number five favorite game of the past generation. Tristan, what was it? So my so for number five, I've got the Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. Out of those, though, Fallout Three comes out. So it's kind of like a three-way tie, but Fallout Three being there at the top of the list. Uh, the Bethesda games, like we've been talking about. Wait, just, now you say three-way tie. Do you mean Fallout Three, Skyrim, and Oblivion, or Fallout, Fallout 3, Three, Skyrim, Skyrim and, New and Vegas? Okay, interesting. And New Vegas. Um, Fallout Three, though, out of all three, would be the one that would actually make the list. But no way. Kind of honorable mentions there. Uh, so Fallout 3 is not on my list. So here's why Fallout 3 is on my list. <laughs> is I played Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Way back when. Mm-hmm. And I love that world. And then it was like, so that's Fallout 1. Cool, you defeat the Master. There's Fallout 2. Mm-hmm. And after that, there was nothing. And I was like, well, this is you know, a game from my childhood, but it's never going to come back. And then all of a sudden, Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. Re- realized in 3D... With an even huger world and new storylines, kick-ass soundtrack, freedom, kick-ass soundtrack, oh, freedom God, to yeah. go like everywhere. I was just like, "This is amazing." Um, yeah, the Bethesda games—they're just—they're just these wonderful, gigantic worlds. Um, I mean, yeah, Fallout Three—it can get buggy. I think I think I nearly jumped out a window the day, with excitement. <laughs> The day I found out that the new Fallout is going to be taking place in Boston. I know, right? Because I know they're going to do it well. I know. And I have full faith that that's going to oh be amazing my God, that's going to be incredible. So cool. And I just can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be a part of that I experience. Know. Fallout 4 is what may have end up making me buy an X-Gen console. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's a, yeah, that's all it's available for, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and then just the sheer amount of stuff that's in there in Fallout 3. Like... Yeah. The weird stuff you get, like the Tesla cannon, and especially if you pick uh, Weird Wasteland. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, that's only that's only in New Vegas, though. I think. Yep. Yeah. So we're talking and, about and, three, uh, right? yeah. and three. It's it's bloody mess. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a silly park. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which just causes enemies to just explode, explode. into Gibbs. Yeah. Which makes them very hard to loot. Yep. But it it's it's also just a really good park because it just it just ups all of your damage by four percent. Yep. Just like that's awesome, um, and then there's all the different vaults you can explore, yeah, and all the different things that you find that are different. That's yep. the important, and they're thing. all different. Yeah, yep. You find out some backstory about the super mutants. Rivet City is just gorgeous. Oh god, yes. There's I a mean, lot. There's a lot of yeah, really great cities. It's it's well, interesting. Well, here's the thing though: is that the mutants, like super mutants, those are totally explained in Fallout One. Oh, are yeah. they? Yeah, they are completely explained in Fallout One. And the, sort of the end boss of Fallout 1, spoiler alert for a game that's like 20 years old, <laughs> is the is this guy who... Okay, basically the super mutants are the result of a, a forced evolutionary virus mm-hmm. yep. that has been released into, um, into the atmosphere. Okay. Uh, the problem is that people who have been exposed to radiation don't make as good super mutants as people who have not. There's also a liquid form of the Force Evolutionary Virus that this poor fuck falls into. 
And basically it becomes this horribly, horrible, like, technically brain mass thing called the Master. Okay. And the Master starts breeding an army of super mutants because he believes that they are the best way for humanity to move forward because they are more adapted to survival in the waste. And he's also fucking insane. Yeah. Um, you can... Actually, one of the ways you can beat him is if you went science-heavy, you can actually learn that the super mutants are all sterile. Yeah. And you can present your findings to the master. Mm-hmm. You're like, no, no, man, this won't work because they can't reproduce because all super mutants are sterile. And you can show him your notes. And that's one of the ways you can beat him. That's awesome. That's really cool. And that's And that's just the kind of stuff that's so good about it. Yeah. A lot of little... Twists and turns in the game. A lot of fun little moments. How about that moment where you go into the mind, go into the computer? Yes, into um, um, into that that beautiful little neighborhood, that circular yeah. neighborhood. And you just just ruin everything. You ruin everything. Ruin everybody's dreams. Um, yeah. There's also so many great moments. I thought you were talking about for a while. I thought you were talking about John Henry Eden when you talked to him. No. no. Um, one of the things too is there's actually um, so ages ago there was a that's Fallout Bible. Oh my god! That is what it was called. It's basically a compendium of like background information yep. for Fallout. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has been digitized now through the mm-hmm. Fallout Wiki. Yeah. Um, but the Fallout Bible lists a whole bunch of vaults that haven't appeared in games yet, and talks about their social experiments in each one. Yeah, and there are a ton of those there that I really want to see. Hopefully, in Fallout Four. Yeah. The other thing I want. Thing I think would be really cool is if you can pick what vault you come from. Yeah, that'd be really neat. And have that like affect, affect your, your uh, beginning. Or if you pick your perk, that affects. Like I want to focus on science, and that affects the vault that you come out of, or something. Right. Be really I neat. think that'd be really cool. Well, maybe we'll see that in Fallout Four. Who knows? Maybe. Um, you so guys that's listen? my five. Bethesda must be listening. Um, Patrick. <laughs> so uh, for my number five, uh, there's not going to be very much to talk about. Um, okay. This one's already been said. Is I chose Portal One and Two together. Okay, and sure. uh, and, I, and I think that we both agreed too yeah. that if we were gonna put like if I would have put Portal Two in place of Portal One any day, and yeah. and Tristan would have done likewise. So yeah. I I just think that together they they create uh, a very nice, a uh, very excellent dichotomy mm-hmm. uh, in in gaming because yep. you go into Portal One and you're left mm-hmm. wanting more, mm-hmm. but you know that if you get more of Portal One, yeah. Uh, it won't be the right. So you get Portal 2, which is different. Yep. You get new characters, yep. wonderful voice acting. Yep. Uh, you get more story. The puzzles are maybe a little bit easier, but there's more of them, and then there's more ways to solve them. Yep. Uh, you you get behind GLaDOS's mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's just it's a wonderful sequel, and Portal 1 was just so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, originally I had to I had to move these around. I had Portal at number nine, and I said that's not right. So I moved it up. But uh, again, there's not there's not really a lot to be said here. We've already we've already hashed this. So I think moving forward, all but one of the games on my list are going to be games that I'm almost positive you don't have on your top fives. Yeah. Um. So my number five is Little Big Planet. Yeah. I can see that. And Little Big Planet for me was just I mean. So, in the same way that Minecraft and Call of Duty are sort of like these big pinnacles of gaming for the for that this generation, I think Little Big Planet has its part, mm-hmm. albeit not as big of a part. So like people don't pay attention to it as much. But again, me as a big platforming fan, um, playing with friends with four players, creating these ridiculous levels. Yeah. You said with you know Portal, all these user created levels. There are tons of right. crap user created levels in Little Big Planet. But my God, there are some amazing, amazing levels. Yeah, and, cl- and then juting over to Minecraft talk for a sec. Little Big Planet in Little Big Planet Two, at least, 
again, I picked the first one because it's <laughs> the original thought, you know, thought. But I guess you could put them hand in hand here with me. Um, Little Big Planet Two introduces computing systems. You can create full logic systems in your levels that do yeah. all kinds of different things. Where there are these computer boards. So can you make a Little Big Planet level that plays Minecraft? Uh, sort of. Um, it's pretty. It's pr- it's pretty rough. Uh, how, we how, have to how, go deeper. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how how much you can do. People are making movies with it. Um, first person shooters, top down RPGs with this platforming system, mm-hmm. which is just really cool. You can make your own soundtrack in the second yep. one, for example, like by putting keys in different instruments. I mean, it's really crazy the amount of stuff you have to do. But Little Big Planet One was just the beginning of it. Creating these awesome levels, being able to make like I remember. And I was, you know, this only came out a few years ago. I'm, you know, I was a pretty old dude. And I was just like, you know, com- compared to a lot of the people probably playing it, whose parents were like, oh, this looks like a f- family-friendly game, right? I'm over there in my room with my notebook at like the age of like 20-something or whatever, just scribbling down like, yeah. oh, and this level oh, can this do this. Like a- and you can have a swing here, like a giant swing you grab onto and swing like Tarzan oh, this looks like a nice family-friendly just, game. Yeah. Level entirely of Yeah, dance. yeah. And basically, <laughs> basically what it did was it took that... That, that nostalgic joy when you were a child playing Mario or Zelda mm-hmm. and gave you the ability to create that yeah. um, in, in the world and say, oh, well, I want to have the fire pit over here and you have to jump over this. The only problem with Little Big Planet is that the uh, controls are really floaty. I don't mm-hmm. know if either one of you had a chance to play Little Big Planet. I played at all. a tiny bit of it. It's never a game I actually bought. It's very floaty. It is very floaty. Well, because it's physics based. Yeah. So you can do a lot of cool stuff with the physics. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't have the tight feel of, say, like a but Mega it, Man. It can't have the tight feel, exactly. Right. Um, and then just playing again with friends is a joy because there's four player in there and you can do all kinds of fun stuff mm-hmm. with there. Just one of the most fun games I had. Also, coincidentally, one of the better soundtracks this generation, if not the best soundtrack this generation of licensed music. Yep. Um, Katamari being my favorite from the generation prior. Oh my god, Katamari Dynasty. That's the best soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just but, don't listen to it while you're driving. I do it all the time. <laughs> Start rolling up cars. <laughs> <laughs> Roll and, me in. No, 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 crunch. Yeah. And that's when you ran into the mailbox. It was smaller than I was. It just seemed natural. <laughs> so that's my number five. I'm not going to go too into it because you guys haven't really played it. So, Tristan. Well, that, would be, that would be more reason to go into it. Yeah, okay, it. okay. Well, I guess, but... I mean, is there anything else you guys need to know about it? I mean, I think I pretty did a pretty I mean, good yeah, job. You, yeah, but I mean, like, it. you have gone into it, but I'm just yeah, yeah. saying that oh, okay. in the future. Yeah, yeah. okay. Tristan. Number four for me is Xenoblade Chronicles. Ah, I was, gonna, I was wondering when it was going to come in. Yes. Because, uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles, A, holy shit, it's a fantastic JRPG. Yeah, yeah. Jerpiker! B, I mean, you know, it's got the length, it's got the sort of, like, art style and aesthetic. That I mean, the graphics are god-awful, but there's a reason for it. Well, it's on the Wii. That's one reason. The but other reason that the world is so fucking huge. It's can, so huge. And you can explore anything that you see. Oh, yeah. Also, but the other thing too is that even for, for all that, the graphics are still not bad. Oh, I think they're terrible, considering. <laughs> well, we consider all that shit, um, right? Considering they're not, but right. It's got you've got an emotionally investable storyline and characters mm-hmm. they can really get attached to. Yeah, and especially considering how Final Fantasy this last generation really kind of fell apart. We need they, Japan really needed a, a kind of kick in the pants. Yeah. The problem is that I don't think it sold well enough. Yeah. So I don't know that it, well, it didn't justify it in that way. Like, look what we can do. There's a reason that Nintendo is and everybody is everybody Japanese is pissed at America. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're skewing all the sales numbers well, ridiculously. For, yeah, and for me, I think Xenoblade Chronicles was Japan saying, "Look, look, look, look what we can do." Yeah, <laughs> because all of the elements of this game. I thought that was the year are, of Luigi. <laughs> all the elements of Xenoblade Chronicles are fantastically assembled. Yeah, yeah. It, Everything. The fact that all of your characters play completely differently. Yep. 
And you can play any of them at any time. Yeah. As long as they're in your party, of course. And say, okay, I'm, this is how this guy plays. This person has to reload their gun because they use guns. This person has the Monado and they are good against Mechon and can buff their right. characters. And this, this person, person is just is an aggro. utter damage this dealer. This is aggro, yeah. I love how we both went to Ryan at the same time. This yeah. person's a mage and you do magic and you can do like a magic crazy. And she has all here. these com- ma- magic combos you can do. Yeah, like the fact that you can play around with that almost has like a Monster Hunter-y kind of element to it there. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really like for Ricky. Yeah. Like, Ricky's just like oh a my jack God, of all trades. He's just like a jack of all trades. Yeah, I I, I love wouldn't the use him. I, I ex- use him. I wouldn't use him except that he has really useful skills. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, the fact that you can save anywhere, right? Pretty much, yeah. The fact that you can change the day and night cycle whenever you want, and there is a day and night cycle with characters that are mm-hmm. you know like a like an MMORPG. It's huge. You can explore anywhere. The fact that if you invest yourself in a fifteen-minute cutscene before a, f- a boss and lose that battle, you can warp right, right back there, and the battle just starts. Yeah, you don't have to see the cutscene again. And you don't lose anything. And you don't lose like, anything for losing thank either. Thank you, God! There's no, there's no penalty for losing. Yeah. You just lost. Yep. Good luck next time. Yep. It's just really, really neat. Especially once you figure out that if you save and quit and go back in, mm-hmm. all the monsters respawn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Finding that out makes a whole bunch of, like, side quests a lot easier. Yep, yep, yep. Just a really great game. I didn't put it on my list, but it was it was yeah. You you had a dishonorable mention. Honorable mention, yeah. Yeah, and, and you had never played it, right? And it was also a much needed, like, really serious game mm-hmm. for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, other yeah. thing too. Yeah, yeah. Like a really good Nintendo always does that. They always have the for me for my money. They always have the best exclusives. Yeah, that have just come out, of, and they usually seem to come out of nowhere. Resident Evil Four was the same way. Yeah, I know it's, was that, just was like, a, that was that was an established franchise that people were excited for, but nobody expected. I don't think Resident Evil Four to be like it was. Yeah, to be as huge a blockbuster yeah. as it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. not even, and that's third party exclusives. Yep, not even counting the actual yep. Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. Yep, Patrick number four, number four, and we've talked about this one. This is my Bioshock slot. Okay, <laughs> my my number one Bioshock slot, uh, as in uh, Bioshock number one. Yeah. Um. And I touched upon this when Tristan was talking about Infinite. Just the atmosphere was so good. Yes. I, I felt that it was so much better than Infinite uh, because you got to know the denizens mm-hmm. of, of this world yep. more than you got to know the denizens of Infinite. Yep. Yeah. Like, for instance, you got to meet Sandra Cohen. You meet... Um, All right. Yeah. So, here, man. Yeah. If, if that's what one of the things you like, for the love of crap, play Burial at Sea. Yep. <laughs> 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 yep. And who who else? Steinman. Yep. Uh, the Doctor Steinman. That yep. was the first one. That was horrifying. That was the scariest part of the whole game for me. I hate the hospital. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, who's who's the guy right after him? Uh, Peach. Peach. Peach Wilkins. Oh, there we go. That was in the warehouse area, right, or yep. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Peach Wilkins, and you got to meet Andrew Ryan and understand yep. what was going on, right. and just the great twist at the end. Yep. And yeah, cannon bomb, and that other woman that you meet near the. Um, what uh, Fort Frolic? Was. I think it was. I thought Stanibom was the no. No, there was another scientist oh, woman that you meet. I think. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it's cool because the characters compound. You meet one, and then they kind of have their say throughout the rest of the game. I think, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. mo- mostly on their own thing, they have their say. But... Or usually, at least until you kill oh, them. Except Cohen. Cohen kind of holds you hostage yeah, for yeah, yeah. one chunk of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he dies. Yeah, yeah, and then you take a photo of his corpse and lie. You don't have to kill him. Yeah. If you want the achievement, you do. Yeah, but um. But that's that's just, it was just and the research of the enemies was I thought was a nice yeah. little touch. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. That, yeah. Um, it's like no, I can't kill you yet. Get closer, get closer. So, 
Yeah. Ow. And it's just the, like, and it just did, like, horror so well. Yeah, it did. Like, the, uh, you talk, already talked about the dental office when you pick up the tonic and there's that son of a bitch thing right there. Yes. Uh, when you find the shotgun the first time. Oh, yeah, and the lights and go out. And the lights out. turn out and yeah. you just hear them running around. Then the first time you see this, you hear the spider slicer. Splicer. Yep. Just, yeah, was, I, I have to say that moment when you're, uh, with Cohen, when, what is it, the butterfly waltz plays? I don't remember where he gets where he gets like pissed off at you and and it starts sending just waves of splicers after you. Oh, and okay. the music's playing in the back. Yeah, yeah. Because the very first time I played that through, I did pretty much all shotgun, mm-hmm. and it just worked out that my shotgun blasts perfectly coincided with the beat of the music. Like like to perfectly punctuated. And, and then there like, and then you hear the songbird. Yep. In that in Bioshock One at some point. Fucking a. <laughs> so I mean. It's just, yeah. I mean, for, it's, it, it's what won the Bioshock sweepstakes for me at number four. It, it's the I think it's because it's the most contained story, and I can agree with you there. Bioshock Infinite's more open form. You finish the game and you kind of leave it to your own kind of thing. Whereas Bioshock One, it's like this is just a really great story, really great characters throughout. They never stop telling a story like a lot of too many games do. Like here's the beginning, and then here's a bunch of gameplay, and then here's the ending. Yeah. So that's it. People are screaming and arguing on that side. That's great. Um, cool. Uh, and that was your number four. Uh, my number four, and I don't know if either one of you had a chance to play this. Oh, number four and on is where it gets real tough for me because they're all. I mean, these are all such pinnacles of yeah. my of my this generation console. At, at this point, I'm hitting the experience. list of these are the games that I had like the most fun with. Yep. Or oh, yeah. just or most hit that note with me. I'm just. I do want to quickly say weird weird little thing happened this generation. None of no Zelda game is on my list. Not a single one. Not a single Zelda game on my list of, of the generation, which is crazy. Twilight Princess was on there for a sec, and then it got out there. But anyway, number four is Uncharted 2, mm. uh, which was my one of my favorites. And I, for a while, my favorite game of the generation until I thought back on it, thought and said, oh, this game was out in this generation? Kind of things like that. Right. Yeah. Uncharted 2 would have it's been like, my oh, top. that's right. That did come out in this. And- yeah, Uncharted 2 was just, oh. For me, again, as an action gamer, story very you know dedicated story base. Here's where I'm going. Uncharted 2 was just the, the best. Um, Uncharted 3 was okay, but Uncharted 2... And have you played Uncharted 2 yet? Oh, because you the, have to if you haven't. The Uncharted series is not one I've ever really picked up. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Um, Uncharted 1 is kind of lame. <laughs> uh, but Uncharted 2 is just like... I think that's why I liked it so much, because it came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it to be anything, except Uncharted 1 plus some, but it was <laughs> incredible. The attention to detail, the train sequence, which I know you guys haven't played, but there's a train sequence where you could just stand there as the train's moving and look out and the whole the scenery and the sides is completely different and changing as you're as the train's driving and there's all kinds of shit happening there and that just sequence alone is like worth the price of admission you know um and i mean just everything about it it's like one of the most beautiful games i've ever played one of the best stories really really great indiana jones sort of goofy campy story but really great yeah really great characters in the whole story um that are there throughout again um, it really is told like a action movie, like a summer action movie from the '90s or something, where you have all those characters—the the Bond villain, if you will—and oh, it's so good. You've got the necessary archetypes. Yeah. Also, they had the perfect mix in that game of combat versus not combat sequences, mm-hmm. and they have the perfect pacing. I am one. Um, you guys know who will pick up a game for like an hour, and that's enough for me. I'll put it down yep. and stop it for a while. Sometimes I won't ever pick it up again. No. Like GTA uh, Five. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's just because it just didn't grab me enough, or that's just sort of how I've been conditioned even through my parents always assigning me with you can you only play it you know you got a time limit now it's time to do something else kind of just thing just got but, HQ from yeah. just got intel from HQ we got five minutes to bedtime boys <laughs> exactly so for me like I, I, that game though I could not put it down 
and it's like a 10 hour experience. It's not a huge, super long experience, but my, like from start to finish, it's incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like the best 10 hours of gaming, like almost ever. Yep. Um, except that there are three games that are better than it. Apparently, uh, <laughs> this generation alone, yep. <laughs> uh, but just unbelievable, but great graphics, great combat, great platforming. It's a little bit more handholdy platforming, but it's just so epic the whole time. Really great boss sequences and just interesting sequences. Things you're doing. It starts with like a stealth mission, which is kind of cool. Like it's just, Oh, you have to play it. <laughs> you really do. Even if you don't like it, I just need you to play it. Yep. Woo. All right. Number three. So it's funny that you just mentioned Zelda. Number three for me is Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that would have been the one. That would have been the one. Because, so, we had Ocarina of Time, Mm -hmm. which was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the, maybe, maybe, depending on who you ask, the best game of all time. Like me. (laughs) That was followed up with Wind Waker, which was also a really good game. You skipped one. Well, there's Majora's Mask. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, like the big entries into the series. Uh, uh. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Uh, Majora's Mask is a fantastic game, and it is creepy and dark as shit. Um, I just consider it a big, have you seen? I would consider it a big game, just like Ocarina or, right. yeah, so or would I. Wind Waker. Especially considering Okay, so we had the N64 games. So we had the N64 games. Yeah, yeah. We had the game. And then game. we were like, then they were teasing us with, hey, man, something really awesome is coming. Yep. And then they delayed that really awesome thing for Wind Waker. Yeah, that that like I said earlier in the podcast, that was what kind of spoiled Wind Waker for me. Okay, was I was like, this is really cartoony. That Nintendo, wanted, that that infamous Nintendo Tech demo that they showed for the GameCube, right? With Link fighting Ganondorf. Yeah, and I'm just like, and like uber uber great graphics, and then you get that. Right, I'm just like, and then and then Twilight Princess came out, yeah. and it was dark and gorgeous and. Big, mm-hmm. and it had the light With world, nothing it had the in dark it. world. It had Wolf Link, uh, but also it was one of those games that actually used the Wii motion controls well. Yeah, the two Zelda's are some of the only ones that use the Wii motion controls really well. Yeah, yeah it's because they're, they're babies. Yeah, um, and I but I think I think Twilight Princess does it much better than Skyward Sword. Really, because because Twilight Princess has much more sort of moves. Yeah. You know, like you've got like yeah, the yeah. lethal draw, you've yeah. got at just that moment like there were times where after I beat a boss with my Wii with my Wii mode, I would do the twirl twirl Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know Yeah. That's Final Fantasy you fool. I, I, I know. He's <laughs> doing it because that's kind but of what they do. They do that. Cloud does Cloud does it and yeah. I mean all of them pretty much do it. Squall does it too, you know. I know it's Final Fantasy. How dare how dare you impugn my honor? Um, yeah, so and just after because after having been kind of like disappointed in when at Wind Waker when it first came out, having this final game was like, oh my god, this is what they put off. It was yeah, it was really disappointing for me to not include this on the list for sure. When I didn't when I when I took it up, especially when you consider games that I had on there like Call of Duty, it was really disappointing not to have this game on my list. Yeah, but for me. It was there was a lot of the, while the world is huge there was a lot of nothing in the yeah. world I mean there's just entire fields with nothing in them like nothing that to do it's very, like why did you very, do, very do that <laughs> like um, uh, what the really hell is it called it the, really uh, felt the field like, in Ocarina of Time it felt like an oblivion if we were talking earlier yeah. about right. how we got these wide sparring st- no, spaces space. and just no characters mm-hmm. that you care about at all you know 
Except for like the main characters, but that's obvious. You're right, the villain and the hero and stuff like that, and Zelda, whatever. You didn't care about Zelda in that game, really. I mean, she just kind of shows up. Oh, for you, for that, it's more Midna in this one, which is yeah. which is a great character. The dungeons in that game, though, are probably the best dungeons in any. Zelda oh, they're game. absolutely fantastic. And the other thing too, like I said, is just the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like I love the way Twilight Princess yeah. looks. Mm-hmm. Between the, the contrast of the dark world and the light world, and just yeah, it's so good. I think, like you though, with Wind Waker. I was also disappointed by the world because the initial videos they showed a tease. Twilight Princess are so much cooler than what we actually get. Yeah. I don't know if you recall, there was a much bigger emphasis on pets and animals when the, before the game came out. Yeah, and I was like, what? Well, I wasn't against, but it was like, it's almost like they completely ditched it. Um, yeah. There's a, I remember distinctly this video of him running through this forest, like this open forest with trees. And I was like, that's so cool, a giant forest. Not in the game. No. So there's just, or at least there's a forest, but it's just a normal Zelda area. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess, but I gotta say, not just talking about this is me even more hyped for the next Zelda game. <laughs> it's okay, Patrick. Ah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I can. While you're doing that, I can hype. So, so Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> Hold on a sec. We're Dan, gonna, we're gonna let him hit the alarm first. All right, what's that? Have, have you have you seen the trailer for the new Zelda game? No. It's called Hyrule Warriors. Oh, I have. I I, I haven't seen that, but I've heard about it. It's like Dynasty Warriors meets Zelda. Zelda. Right? It looks so cool. How it's it's like a character action game, but with the Zelda universe. How did they know, Dan? How did they know my darkest desires? <laughs> it looks so cool. I don't know if I want to play it, but oh my god, it looks the so. The problem is, how much content can you have for that? It's not like you can have forty-five Chinese warriors. Yeah, yeah, can have. No, no, there are armies of moblins. No, 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 no I mean like, that. I mean like to play as. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they do. But um, oh my god, it's gonna. Uh, so apparently it's going to be not a... Uh, so I've heard people say it's not going to be a full Zelda game. It's going to be more of like a spin-off. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want it to be a full Zelda game. <laughs> really badly. <laughs> like, okay, so this is the Link. This is the Link who originally got the Master Sword. Mm-hmm. Yay! This is going to have a Link. Okay. This is the Link who first defeated Ganon and split him off and created the three timelines. Yay! Cool. This is a link from Link to the Past who defeated Ganon. Good for you. This is the link who slaughtered an entire species of moblins. <laughs> Sup, bitches. <laughs> it's gonna be really weird, but oh my god! I, I didn't see wait. it, but I, that's all I did. I was see it. Okay, once we're done, I have to show you it. Right. The, it's oh my god! I'm, I'm I'm interested to see it. I got no, so hype. I got <laughs> so hype. Patrick, number three, huh? Well, I, I, good, I, I can almost stuff. guarantee that none of you have this on your list. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption. It was so close to being on my list. <laughs> it was. It's in my honorable mentions list yeah. that I have. It was uh, so close to being on my list. It was just something about the old west and just riding around on the horse, <laughs> doing this, that, and the other thing. Characters that were just very vivid. Characters that you really hated, like Irish. Yeah. Characters that you couldn't help but like, like um, the Snake Oil Man, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name either. Yeah, uh, Bonnie, Bonnie McFarlane, her father, yeah. uh, and just a really strong story that leaves you horrendously unsatisfied, and then it fixes itself. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, and yeah. then there's the it really does. A- and another part of it that was just absolutely wonderful. And I, I hesitate to include this, the Undead Nightmare DLC. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to that. I didn't play that. I finished the game, but I never. Or was, like, 
Red Undead Redemption. Okay, there there are like three endings to this game. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to like the end of the second ending of of Red Dead Redemption, which is yeah. where where Marston is you know comes out of the farm and yep. Just has that awesome like little shootout thing. His last moments. Yeah. I didn't play further where you're like the sun. Once yep. I got there, I was like, all right. He he kills the guy. He oh, kills okay. the guy. I figured, that as, much, yeah, yep. I figured as much. Yeah. He was just going for revenge, but yeah. There were so many different endings. That game was just so good. It was just as painful almost. That was one of the other ones that was really painful because it's just such a good game. And you really liked Marston too. You really like Marston. You like all. I mean, it's just such a great game. Yeah. It really, it's so good. And it was just in the open world was so it was barren, but it was alive. Yeah, yeah. because of all the animals that you could hunt yeah. and all the flower and all the uh, herbs that you could find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. was a really cool looking world. The little you know that church. I distinctly remember that little church out in the middle of nowhere. Like it just yeah. really cool little environments. Yep, that I really enjoyed exploring. I'm glad you put it on the list. I'm glad somebody did because I was going to and felt really, real bad. Actually, I need to, I need to go, uh, I need to go down a, uh, down a road really quick and mm-hmm. and make another mention of an honorable mention. Uh, we sports mm-hmm. because on the subject of Red Dead Redemption, we sports. No, no, well, on the sp- know, he he, yeah. he brought it up with uh, Legend of Zelda and motion controls. Yeah, yeah. Um, just used it's just a game it's a game that people got hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of entertainment out of for free yeah well <laughs> well yeah awesome the system. yeah um but i that was that's almost another good call for a most important game of the generation i think when we get there we can maybe talk about that a little bit because yeah. that's a big one and there was a, there was another game that uh tristan brought to mind while he was discussing twilight princess but i forgot what it was so moving on cool moving on. my number three is similar uh, to like a Super Meat Boy. It's uh, Braid. Yeah, mm. Braid is my number three. I'm I was fighting with putting this one at number two or even number one actually. <laughs> um, Braid is just like for me like even more than Super Meat Boy like the perfect sort of example. And I think another really important game because it really did set the tone for these sort of two D indie interesting idea platformers. Mm-hmm. But I think just like the story, the fact that it's this person who like it, it's just so cool like. He's got this this relationship with this woman, and he's trying to remember, you know, what went wrong, or he's trying to resolve it. But there's all these missing puzzle pieces he has to find. Like that sort of that that sort of symbolism was really good. Um, the puzzles themselves are just incredible and ingenious. Did either one of you play the game? I have, I, I have the I have the demo on my Xbox. I'm waiting for it to go on sale because just about everything else I've ever wanted has gone on sale the last two weeks. Oh, you have <laughs> to you have, you have to you have to play Raid. It's just it's 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 perfect. Like the, the the platforming is just really good. The puzzles are incredibly ingenious. Um, the story is amazing, but it's very it's it's very very sort of minimalist story. But it does tell a really good story about this this boy who's like lost this girl, and you know it's basically him trying to put it back together. But he's all over the place, and there's different sorts of elements of time and play. It's just, oh, it's so good, um, and it's sort of. One of my favorite games of this generation. One of my favorite games of all time for that reason. It's just such a really good game. And you yep. both have to play And it. it's at number three. It's at number three, yeah. Uh, I'm, what the fuck am I number two number one? I'm oh, I know checking to see if I bought it on Steam. I think it may have that okay. last Steam sale. I think somebody gifted it to me. Okay. I've never actually gotten it myself. Oh, Braid is so good. I'll gift it to you right now. If, yes. After this, after yeah, this I bought it at the last Steam sale. Yeah, I I'll like, gift start it to you. If, it, yeah. if not, we'll yeah. see how much it is. We're up to number two. But well, you have to play Braid. Now we're up to number two. All right. So my number two entry. Serious. My number two entry is actually a tie between No More Heroes and Killer is Dead. Okay. So the Suda games. Okay. Right. Are the two Suda games? Because uh, I like them both for different things. And now, of course, I'm trying to figure out what his number one is. I know, right? What could it possibly be with? Um, 
Yeah, so No More Heroes was a fantastic kind of sleeper hit mm-hmm. for the for the Wii. That was it was edgy and it's just No More Heroes is just a really fun game to pick up mm-hmm. and just start playing. Um, and I like it a lot better than I like No More Heroes Two. I mean, No More Heroes Two does some things really well, but like just driving around Santa Destroy and finding little secrets and finding weird T-shirts and trash bins and shit, and then going on to, on Killer yep. and stuff like that. Is just really fun. Did I tell you my No More Heroes story? My self, my No More Heroes self one story. No. So. Oh, oh, you mean I think you have where you were like, why does he just have his phone up? Why can't I only walk slightly? Because you had the speaker turned I had off the speaker, on your remote. So I had the speaker volume turned all the way to mute on my Wii remote because I hate how tinny it sounded. Mm-hmm. And there's a very vital part of the game where every time before a boss, he puts a phone up to his ear. He gets a phone call from He gets Sylvia. a phone call, he puts a phone up to his ear, but it lasts for like five minutes. And I'm just walking down this long hallway and he's got the phone and up to his ear. And he can't run. And he's got, cause he's got he can't hear anything, up. he's just walking. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what's the point of it? Is it a glitch? And then finally, like after like three or four of them, three or four of the assassinations or the fights, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I went to my menu and turned up the volume and sure enough, there's like somebody talking to you in the remote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, like telling you vital this information. This game has no story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I really, really like No More Heroes. What I liked about Killer's Dead is I liked that Killer's Dead had a much more um, flushed out move set. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more more of like a hardcore yeah title. Yeah, it was also really weird, mm-hmm. like much weirder than and Killer's Dead is a weird game. But uh, Killer's Dead really went back to kind of this Killer Seven mm-hmm. era of Suda with this. With the like really intense cell shading and the really specific, like intentional and specific art style and just a weird plot and a weird universe have to take place in. So I like No More Heroes because I think No More Heroes is more fun to play. Mm-hmm. But Killer is Dead satisfies that like Killer Seven itch mm-hmm. that I have much better. And I really want them to make an HD remake of Killer is Dead. Uh, not Killer Seven. Killer Seven. Really badly. So this is like the closest you could get to that at this point. Right. Cool. Awesome. Anything else you want to mention about it? Also, Suda Fifty One is fantastic. Yeah. Though I, I totally get the feeling that they just keep him in like a cupboard somewhere mm-hmm. for like years at a time, so you can just sit there and just think. Yep. And then every so often they open the cupboard, like, "Hey, Suda, what have you got for us?" Yep. He goes, "Okay." So I've been thinking, <laughs> and then he puts out a new game. Nice. So, so Patrick's number two. And this, number two. This will dictate what his number one is, I think. Yeah. Uh, the first two games of the Batman Arkham cool. series. All right. And this is colored by quite a bit by the fact that I've been uh, that I got a DVD of Batman the Animated Series for Christmas, nice. and I've been watching Yay! it nonstop. Um, Which volume? Volume three. I already have the first two. Nice. Uh, oh my God, Batman the Animated Series is so good. Oh, you, yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> but it's just it's that universe. I'm I've been a Batmanaholic basically my whole life. Yeah, yeah. I grew up watching the Batman yeah. animated series. Yeah, yep. Batman Beyond. Yeah, Dude, not Batman Beyond. So um, I was, so I was rewatching Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, and I was like, holy crap! I remember all of these episodes. Yep. And you remember how hilarious the Joker actually was? Yeah. Like when um. Like when Maxi Zeus is coming in, he says, Oh, Mary Hermes, a trickster of the gods. And the Joker's just sitting there with his hand behind his back. And then he puts his face up on the thing. And he puts his tongue on the, on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this really silly moment. And just, uh, either way. 
But the thing about Arkham is that it brings forth all those memories mm-hmm. because it's this Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman in the animated series. Yep. Mark Hamill, Hamill the voice of the Joker. Joker. The, the original just, voice of Harley Quinn. Yep, well, in the first game. I don't in the first think it was, game. Yeah. It was Tara Strong in game two and beyond. Yeah, but Which she, is still just as good. Yep. And it's just, and there's so much there. I mean, yeah. it was just so good. The, the, the original story with the Titan, uh, just Joker just being Joker. I, which is why I hated the final boss fight of Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got a kick out of that. Uh, but I couldn't stand it. I couldn't take it. It yeah, was like, awful. you take the Joker, who all this time has been this devious, plotting character. And just make him a hulking brute. And beast. make him a hulking brute. Like, you've already got characters for that. Yep. You've got Bane. You've got Killer Croc. You've already got Killer. That that was one of my favorite sequences. Oh my god, Croc that sequence. sequence. Yep. But it's like you've already got characters when in you're the Batman from universe the oh, to fill scary. that niche. You don't need to put the Joker in that niche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand why that, why it's doing it though, because it, it it fulfills the plot yeah. as in why Joker is invested in all this Titan, which it makes a certain degree of sense because that's the one thing he's never been able to do was beat the Batman on a a physical, physical level, physical yeah. plane. The, the thing that's hilarious is just how you beat him. Yeah. And it made me laugh for days. Um, just you put explosive gel on your glove and you punch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it was so good. Ivy was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Scarecrow the, sequence the Scarecrow was fantastic. was glorious. Oh it was very well done with the fish and mailed sequence that yeah. made me think my Xbox was dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, oh, it was such a good game. And then Arkham City... Did different things, but did them equally well. I didn't get the chance to play through much of that. So. Arkham City is Arkham Asylum, except it's open world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that, just that was kind of the problem I had with Arkham City was it was just daunting. It was yeah, like yeah. holy yeah. crap. And there's there's just as much story, <laughs> and basically, uh, and it connects you with the Joker on a much deeper level. Yeah, because what he does is he basically poisons Batman with his blood. Yeah. And the whole story is centered around Batman trying to get the cure. And along the way, he has to deal with Mr. Freeze. He has to deal with... Um, I don't think he deals with Ivy. I think Catwoman deals with Ivy. Yeah. Um, he has to deal with Two-Face when he first gets there. You see all these little nods to other villains in the series. You see Croc's sh- shackles mm-hmm. in the sewers. And then... You have you of course you have Strange who's in charge of everything or is he? <laughs> I, I I'm I'm going to try not to spoil it for you, Dan. Yeah, but okay. there is somebody else pulling Stranger strings. Okay. Um, but it's just it was and the open worldness of it and just being able to just fly around this yeah. even, even in miniature Gotham City as the Batman is just it harkens back to Spider Man Two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is basically the best Spider Man game ever done. But and it still had some of the tone of Arkham Asylum. Yeah. The problem was you didn't need to be as sneaky. Yeah. But on the same token, you know, it, it was fine because it was a different game, mm-hmm. and it was it was nice not to have to be sneaky the whole time. And the Riddler trophies were fun to collect, not like just you know here it is, go get it. You actually had to yeah. solve puzzles to get yeah. at them. And yeah, and I just think that I had it as an honorable mention because of the Arkham Asylum game because I think that it was sort of this generation's Spider-Man Two. It was this mm-hmm. generation's good licensed game that proves that you can do yeah. it really good well. Good licensed superhero game. Game, yeah, yeah, specifically, yeah. And it was just so good. Yeah, yeah. The combat was great. V- very close to my heart, and mm-hmm. it's not. And, and the combat is very, very much push button to kill, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It's no, it's a rhythmic yeah, game. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it was originally designed to be a rhythm game for the yeah. combat. 
Yep. And uh, it's just yeah, like DDR. And on and on hard mode, it makes you feel even more in it because it doesn't give you the counter. J-pop and the counter. Uh, it doesn't give you counter. Uh, the counter patients. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to. You actually have to become Batman and watch their. Yeah. Watch their windups and stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's oh. just oh, it's so good. <laughs> so my number two, I'm not going to talk about it at all because I've been following you. Yeah. My number two is Fallout Three, and I have a feeling we're going to be discussing it very shortly. Um, so well, considering incoming hype for four. Uh no, I mean considering I've been following what Patrick's been saying and what his list has been, so I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it very soon. So I'm not going to yeah. mention. It. <laughs> I'm going to move over to Tristan for number his number one right, best game of the generation. One, best which, game of the generation, the one that most I honestly don't have resonates any idea. with me. I hope it's what I picked. It's probably not. It's probably not. <laughs> Mine's weird. But bear in mind what you know about me and the role I fill in this podcast. Hype? I'm trying to think mm-hmm. what, that game, what that game is, but go ahead. There's only one game this generation that could match my levels of hype. Oh, no. I'm afraid. Metal Gear Rising oh. Revengeance. Oh That's your favorite <laughs> game of this generation. Oh, my. It's so wonderfully over the top. Like, running around as a fucking cyborg, cutting giant, like, cutting fucking Metal Gears in half? That's fucking awesome! Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> I thought about Metal Gear. The first boss, the tutorial level boss, is a Metal Gear. And you cut it in fucking half. My, my, this is unexpected. <laughs> my, um, my, uh. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Oh, even, I thought, even, uh, even though I'm awful at character action games, I still have way too much fun playing that thing. Me, um, Metal Gear Solid Four was in my was in my mind. I didn't end up including it um, in the list, but I thought of it. Yeah. But then this is just ridiculous. I thought of my other honorable mention, but we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that that is my number one as the only game I've met that has reached a level of hype and ridiculousness that I haven't seen anything else match. Central third. The only thing I oh, I finally started playing that. I finally played it the other day. Random morning, woke up. It was free because I got it downloaded months ago on PlayStation Plus. I was yep. like, let me try this out. Weird, crazy, over the top. We're, oh yeah, the Central <laughs> games are good. Um, like the only thing I've seen come close to this level of ridiculousness is like Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was last generation. No, it wasn't. No, it was this generation. It was technically this generation, but not technically. It is. It is. A, yeah, it is this generation. Yeah. But um, probably have with Bayonetta is that Bayonetta just feels a little too unforgiving. Yeah. For me to really get, get like like get really excited and ridiculously over hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, even though it's probably more ridiculous. I, I have I have big problems with the premise of Bayonetta. Yeah, you're a witch, and your hair is magic, and it's also your clothes. And in order to fight demons, you have to take off your hair. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas Metal Gear Rising is just, and it redeem it finally fucking redeems Raiden as a character because yeah. it's like, see, now he's the badass everyone wanted him to be. Yep. It also redeems Sunny. Like it actually makes Sunny. Sunny a- Bono. <laughs> I she actually you, moves. Babe. She actually moves beyond a character who just can't make eggs. I cut you, babe. She designs experimental spacecraft now. Yep, which makes her awesome. That looked like eggs. No, that was a joke. But um, so yeah, so now finally, Otacon is now the worst character in Metal Gear. <laughs> yep. Or Lightning. No, Lightning is something else. Yeah. Lightning is you're thinking Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy yeah. thirteen. Because I remember a, a friend of mine was posting. I was like, look, they're advertising Lightning, and nobody likes Lightning. No. <laughs> Nobody like guys. Final Square. No one likes lightning. Just drop it already. I've never played any of those thirteen, so I can't tell you my. Opinion you mean Final on. Hallway one and two? 
I haven't played. And now Final Hallway thirteen. Now Final Hallway thirteen three. <laughs> like no one likes lightning. Guys, just just drop her already and move on. Like you keep trying to reinvent her, mm-hmm. and we still don't like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must be based on like an executive's kid or something. Yeah, maybe. Hey, so Patrick, what's your number one game of this generation? I don't know if I can talk about it. Because my, my, my number one game of this generation is a game that we all know and love. A game that we've spent countless hours playing. And maybe not you two as much. But many people have played this game. Hundreds of millions even. It's Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> I, was, I, was say, I was like waiting for the Hegel joke and then, then it came, then it came. No, um, but no, it's not Candy Crush Saga um, For obvious reasons But my, my favorite game of the generation Is my sentimental favorite more than, Even more than the Arkham series is Fallout Yeah, Because there's just something amazing About finding the fat man That fires eight nukes at once Eight yeah. mini nukes yeah. And then Liberty Prime Liberty the, Prime The greatest robot ever, ever. And then that DLC, that awful DLC. I can't believe we forgot about Liberty Prime when we were talking about our most American characters in video. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we completely glossed I, that's over the Liberty very Prime. end of the game. That's why I forgot about it. Yeah, he's just he's so good. Yeah, Fallout Three. I mean, it was my number two, and I knew it, once you said your number two, I knew it had to be your number one. It yeah. just had to be because it's and there's so much to explore. There's oh the Republic of Dave, which is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. <laughs> which one is that? The is that the that's thing the in the rock? In, that's a town entirely populated by clones of Dave. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. And then there's the uh, the other place that you can screw up the voting for. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> I, I was playing as an evil character recently, and this and, and it made me laugh all over again because I was a slaver. Yeah, and I went to um, I went to uh, what the hell is it called? The Temple of the Union, which yeah. is the, the the former slaves like hideaway. Yeah, and they're like you got to promise not to tell the slavers about this place. <laughs> I promise. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I mean, I never did, but. And then Old Olney, the place that you never go ever mm-hmm. because of Death Claws. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hunting Super Mutant Behemoths for the fuck of it. Yeah. <sighs> and then just oh, Oasis, the one, the, one, the one green place in all of the wasteland. Oh, that's right, yeah. The Pit, that was a fun DLC. I never played it. Uh, Operation Anchorage was also fun. <sighs> just, it was so good point lookout mothership zeta yeah where you get to have a freaking spaceship battle yes and you get so much ammo for the alien blaster you become a tank when you reach where <laughs> make your way back to the wasteland yeah the enclave and how evil they are but then eden who can be reasoned with even though he's a computer and... yeah yeah that was one spoilers. of the spoilers that, well that's okay it's a spoiler cast yeah <laughs> and then but there is one problem and and it's the most glaring problem in video gaming I have ever seen. It's Colonel Autumn. Mm-hmm. Okay? You kill him three times. Really? Yep. You see him first when you're going back to the Jefferson Memorial after you found the Gek. Okay. And he's in the room with your father. Mm-hmm. And your father turns on the thing and irradiates the room terribly. Autumn is in the room. Yep. He comes back. Yeah. He's in Raven Rock when you blow it sky high. He comes back. back. Yeah. <laughs> the other problem is that Fallout 3 does also have the same um, kind of problem as the Bioshock games, which is a really unsatisfying final enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. So like, he's not even in power armor. He's just a dude in a coat. Well, he's not even wearing a they, helmet for Christ's sake. They fixed that with broken steel. I feel. Yes. Which they 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 almost had to. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the ending, sacrificing yourself like you did your father. Yes, it's very poetic, but it doesn't work in video games. Also, you yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Especially <laughs> a game where you can explore like that. It's like, oh, I have Fox right here. Can't he go in and put in the thing? Right. Yeah. He will be. He he could go in and be perfectly happy. Oh, that's that's the other thing. Fox is my best friend ever. In the whole but Fox is the best. And then when my game glitched and allowed also me boom. to have, and then my and then they allowed me to have extra followers. Mm-hmm. So I had Paladin Cross or Sharon and Fox, and I just had those three, and I was just like, and let's not forget dog meat, and let's not forget the invincible dog meat. <laughs> yep. Holy crap, dog meat. Oh, I, I I have to close this discussion on Fallout Three with my favorite Fox story. Okay. I I started for playing for Fox's sake. <laughs> so again, Fox is one of my favorite characters in the series, in the game rather. Uh, I went into Operation Anchorage, mm-hmm. which is of course the the I, DLC. That's, one, that's the only one I actually played. Yeah, which is of course the Brotherhood Outcast DLC. Yeah. Brotherhood Outcast didn't take to Fox very well. <laughs> I didn't notice that he wasn't with me when I strapped myself into the simulation. Yeah. So I played through all of Operation Anchorage. And I come outside and I hear, you know, a Gatling laser. I'm like, oh god, the Enclave's here! And I look, and no, it's, it's Fox <laughs> fighting one of the Brotherhood Outcasts with like a sliver of health left. He's been fighting that same Brotherhood Outcast the whole time I was in Operation Anchorage. <laughs> And he was, and he didn't kill it because he was on higher ground and he couldn't quite hit him. Oh god! And he didn't die either because he's a tank. Yeah. And then there was that one time that I said that I said, "Wow, Fox is pretty strong." And then I decided I wanted to try to kill him just for shits and giggles. And I wasn't going to save this obviously because yeah. Fox is awesome. It took me all of my mini nukes, all of my laser ammo, and I just he wouldn't die. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think, and I was just as tough as he was. Yeah, dog meat is is I think my favorite for that stuff for the same reason is that dog meat is almost impossible to kill, but it's just a dog. Yep. <laughs> um, Game Society pimps their uh, Fall for Pimp series yep. plays with that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one, there's one part I forget what DLC pack they're in, where they've got dog meat and they just let dog meat loose, and they're in this facility, and you you can just see on their radar this green blip just. Shooting across the radar. And like they turn around, they see Dogby just zoof, down the end of the, the hallway. Pro- They're like, holy crap. The problem is We're in an aliens movie and we're the alien and Dogby is the alien. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, um, you can't have any of your uh, followers in any of the DLC. Yeah. Yeah, so it can't have been a DLC. Oh, must it must have been else. in forget where. You know, it had to it couldn't have been Raven Rock either, because your followers don't follow you in there. Yeah. But it was just and they're like <laughs> They're doing something like they're firing mini nukes at dog meat. And dog meat's like, fine. It's like, <laughs> it's like, damn, man. God damn it, dog meat. And then, and then there was that one, that one crystallizing moment outside of Old Olney where you meet the Enclave with the, the controlled Deathclaw, but you have, mm-hmm. from Broken Steel, you have the special thing that controls them for you, and you have a Deathclaw buddy for the first time ever, and you just run squeeze. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Go forth and murder them all! And then I've done, I played this game before, and I played this DLC before, and I was replaying it the other day, and I'm sitting here going, okay, so when I get out of range, 
is it going to start attacking me? <laughs> so I was like really scared. So I was kind of like taking a step. He's still mine. Taking a step. Still. And then eventually just dies, which is what what happens. <laughs> but I, I was like, I, I couldn't remember that because it was just this one little idiot thing. And it was just, and I felt sorry for the poor Deathclaw. Well, it's like, and then three more of it tried to kill me, and then I didn't feel sorry anymore. Well, it's like in it's like in Half Life Two that moment where you get to control the ant lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's such. A, it's like, go forth, my minions! <laughs> you were a pain in the ass crossing the sand, but now you are mine. And and then when I was uh, and then another similar death club moment when I was leaving uh, Raven Rock, um, there was a death claw in a cage, and I let it go, and its name was Green. I was like, oh, it's a friendly death claw. And I was and its it, name is green, just like the color of friendlies on my radar. Yeah, and it ran forward, and it saw that there was nobody to kill, and it turned around, and I'm sitting in a party with my friends, and I had just been telling them about the friendly death claw, and then all of a sudden, all they hear from the other end, "Oh God, it's not friendly anymore! It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not friendly anymore!" <laughs> the moments, and that's just. Fallout is so full of those. Yeah. The moments that make it one of the best games of the generation. It's like, the, the, I've been hearing about from my friends, oh, these death claws are awful. And I was like, what's a death claw? I think I know what a death claw is! <laughs> no, I know what a death claw is! <laughs> or, when you're, or like, when you're first starting out, you go to Megaton and you're working with Moira. But, and she's so annoying. But her you voice, still love her. You still love her. And then you're like, okay, fine. This is going to be an evil playthrough. I don't have to deal with Moira. I'm going to blow up Megaton. And she survives as a ghoul. <laughs> and it's like, no! I thought I was free of you! And then that, aw- that awkward moment Fine, go, where you help the free. ghouls get integrated into Tenpenny Tower. Yes, that's awesome. And then awesome. you come back like three days later. Like, where did everybody go? Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and then, of course, the slavers, which I, I accidentally killed every single one of them. And by accidentally, I mean th- I thought they let me in. And then I took a couple steps, and they all started attacking me. I was like, well, your funeral. <laughs> Fun fact. Don't go up against the vault while we're in power armor. <laughs> Crunch. I actually found myself in my evil playthrough yelling at people that kept attacking me. I was like, I just want to walk. <laughs> Can't you see? I'm the person who's killed all of your friends. <laughs> you should be running from me. <laughs> But it's just, oh my they god. Make, they need to make a game with like a no, notoriety meter yeah. where eventually you just become so notorious that things actively avoid you. There is a game that I don't remember off the top of my head that you could become such a badass that like animals oh, and things would avoid it? you. Yeah, well, there, well, there's a few games like that where once you're high enough level, smaller things ignore well, you. Well, it's like an RPG though. There is a game with notoriety yeah. though. And I'm trying to think of what it is too. Like where they run away from you. Mm-hmm. What the fuck game yeah. is it? I can't think of it. I can't think of what it is either. But, well, uh, there's, there's, cause that, wouldn't that be a great moment to have? Is after you've invested like 40 hours in the game, you know, you stumble well, upon I mean, these like low at like low level yeah. ass NPCs, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's him!" Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. run. It, well, be, Fallout has something similar to it. I thought so. It has uh, it has the regulators come after you if you're evil, mm-hmm. and it has the uh, the town company mercs come after you if you're good. And the talent company mercs are fun to play with. Yeah, they are because they're not very strong. They are not. It's like you come out of the metro and there are three talent company members. Hey, you do get her? And I was like, oh, hey, pile of ashes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi there. Have you ever heard of a combat shotgun? Oh, what? Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> but oh, I love Fallout 3. It's so good. It was my number two, but I wanted to hold it off because I knew we'd yep. be talking right. about it. So now we've come full circle. Full triangle. 
Full triangle. Full triforce, if Rhombus. you guys have no idea what my favorite game is, do you? No. Well, you should if you know me. No. Um, my favorite game of this generation, and this is sort of a tie between two in the same series. Crystal Pony yeah. Horse Adventures? No. Okay. <laughs> is Super Mario Galaxy 1 and Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yep. That was uh, that was this gen? That was this gen. Yeah, that was, was the Wii. Wii. Oh, I thought it was GameCube. Nope, that was Wii. No, oh, no, remember, GameCube Wii... was Sunshine. Sunshine, yep. yeah. Because remember, the Wii has been around for fucking ever. They've been <laughs> around since 2006 or something like that. Yeah. Around the same... Well, actually, it's been around less time than... Actually, Xbox. Fallout, I think, is 2006. Yeah, Fallout was right around the same tip, too. Yeah. And so was Braid. Braid yeah. is a little couple of years later, but it's still there. Twilight Princess is right on the cusp because it came out on the Wii's launch. That was the launch yep. title for the Wii. Yep. Yep. And as a matter of fact, it was even on GameCube. Yep. The same same day. Same day delivery. Um, Time, sale, delivery. But yeah. Right. Amazon drone delivery? For somebody like myself that grew up with Mario and Zelda, um, yep. I think that Super Mario Galaxy 1... I put two on the list as my number one, I think. Um, but Galaxy One's right up there with it. Same way Portal and Portal Two and and things like that. And that the Arkham games for the me. The Arkham and... games for you, um, because Super Mario Galaxy One was the idea, but Galaxy Two honed it, crafted it. Mm-hmm. No one level played like any of the others, even though you're platforming. There was always an interesting idea. Um, the graphics were absolutely incredible for a yeah. Wii title, like just a beautiful looking game. Music was fantastic, orchestrated. Um, this the platform was. I mean, it's Mario. It was super tight platforming. All the different suits you got to wear and the different activities you got to perform. Every level looking different because you're on that ship and every you know you'd you'd, st- you'd spend like I don't know ten seconds in one level that was perfectly like, made really well, great, beautiful, great environment. And then you're gone, yep. never there again. So just tons and tons of stuff to do. Really long game. Actually, you can go back and collect all the green stars, which are really that's like super platforming. Yeah. Stuff. And then you get to go back and do it all over again, like the star, do. like the Star Road in um, Super Mario World. Yeah, except every except there's two hundred, there's a hundred and twenty normal stars, and then a hundred twenty green stars, mm-hmm. which are like really hard ones to get. For example, there's a level where you put a drawbridge down, and you cross it. Later on, to get the green star, that drawbridge that's up, you have to do a perfectly timed wall jump with hovering and spinning all the way up to the top and then do a perfectly timed jump off of it mm-hmm. to get one of the green stars. Like, just shit like that that's just incredible. Um, but just, oh, such a such a fantastic... Nintendo, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, no more of the stupid games for Wii and Wii U that you've been doing for Mario. Yeah, yeah. Well, Super Mario 3D World kind of has a, a lot of that same I can't feel. wait. I, I'm, I should be getting it, like, the next month already or so. Have it. You already have it? I have it. How I'm is it? It, it definitely reminds me a lot of Super Mario Galaxy, but more. But it's also got elements of like Super Mario Brothers U mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Well, you play with multiple players, too, if you want to. Right. Uh, also, the cat suit looks really cool. The cat suit actually works really well. It's a little OP. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and what's nice is each character plays differently. Well, and I- they're doing it uh, Mario Brothers 2 style. Nice. So Mario is the default controller, Luigi jumps higher. Yeah, and has a little bit of hang time. Peach floats. Peach floats, and Toad, Toad dashes. It's fast, faster. Yeah. Yep. Um, what was I gonna say? Is it? Uh, just had it on the tip of my tongue. They've and been I lost using it. Cool stuff. Oh, I hear. I hear from reviews that it starts kind of slow and then picks up and gets better. Is yes. that true? Okay. The first few levels are, are really kind of slow. Kind of like I'm at. I'm at the second world now. I'm starting to do like shadow levels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like levels playing with light. I think. Really cool. I don't think I ever finished land. For the, for the 3DS. I really have to go back and finish that mm-hmm. one, too, because that was a lot of fun. Yep. I will say, though, uh, I am getting more entertainment out of Rayman Legends. Well, Rayman Legends is just... Oh, oh. Is, that, is that out now, too? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jesus been out Christ. for a while. Oh, fucking A. Yeah, Rayman Legends... Because... 
Is that on the Wii that you're playing it? Yeah. yeah. Which is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Raven Legends is just, like, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, it is much more frustrating. Oh, yeah, it's really difficult. Because there are parts of Raven Legends where it demands utter perfection from you. Yep. Oh, yeah, just like Origins. I've been playing, played some Origins. Yeah, and there are Origins levels in Legends. Cool. That's neat. That you can unlock. Um, there's also musical levels. Yep. And they are fantastic. Oh yeah, the art in that those games are just ridiculous. It's just it's stupid yeah. how good the art is in those games. Um, but yeah, I mean that for me, like I know it's a weird one. <laughs> it doesn't really it's move anything. Really weird. It doesn't move anything forward. No, it's just sort of a, it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's, 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 it's just sort of this just perfect platformer. Like I mean, I just at, like for me, it's like when I was playing that game. Same thing. Like I think Katamari is the perfect example of last generation how that happened. I was just utter joy, mm-hmm. yeah. just like, getting into get the, getting into it, just like just flailing my arms game, and like getting really like, excited. Like when you when you get into the stars and shoot off to another planet, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> you mean you mean emo Mario? Yeah, yeah. He flies to the, he dons the black suit and flies to other planets by cutting his wrists. <laughs> On jets of blood streaming from his wrists, he flies. Yeah. No. <laughs> also, um, you are Mr. Gay. Plus, you guys heard the news, right? That Rosalina. Yep, she's in Smash. She's gonna be in Smash. She can't hear you over the sound of her elegant galaxy kick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just for me that was it. That was the one. Yep. Yeah. That's our list, folks. Yep. I've uh, got I've got two two games that I would like to mention as great. far as honorable. Yeah. And uh, we still have to talk about the most important one. Which yes. I think we're just gonna quickly go over at this and, point. And it's yeah. it's I'm I'm not gonna talk about these for very long. But one of them is The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it, of that one. It was yeah. just so well written. Mm-hmm. And season it, two is out. Yep, season two just started, and it's just it was you were invested in the characters, and I thought it made itself a really good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very bare bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is a very similar idea, and that's La Noire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very story driven. Very invested in the characters, and interesting mechanic, especially with the facial stuff. Yes. I mean, it was very it was very obvious when people were lying. But yeah. if you didn't have the if you didn't have the proper evidence, you would still fuck it up. Yeah. Right. But it was just like it was just well, a, it was an interesting experiment, and I really enjoyed it. And you've have you seen the uh, outtakes? No. There are outtakes for Alien Noir. That's awesome. But that are done in engine. Nice. <laughs> because they were they were doing it like a movie where yeah. they're recording characters the actors' facial animations directly in engine. Yeah. While recording the cutscenes. Yeah. So when they so when the actor screws up a line. The char- the in game character also screws up the line. Yeah. And they do the same thing like ah blah, 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 with the hand motion and everything like that. And then you see the on screen character go blah, 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 blah. <laughs> same <awesome>. way. <laughs> but so it's just it, it was a step in there I, I think it was a step towards better technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a step towards uh, investing yourself in characters yeah. as well. Yeah. Cool. So, as far as the most important game of the generation, uh, I have three that are all in different directions, but I'm going to go with... I kind of really want to just narrow it down to one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, hate to, I hate to call this the most important game of the generation. I really do, but I have to. Yeah, I, I won like that, too. So, But my most important game of the generation is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hate to say it. I really mm-hmm. do. I, it's not most important to me. But it's it's what sort of changed the industry completely. Yeah, completely. It, the the multiplayer focus, the shared content focus. Um, people not even playing single player content what, anymore. What shared, what shared content? Being able to post your videos now. Call of Duty One, uh, Modern Warfare didn't do this. Yeah, people had to get capture cards for it. 
but inevitably it led to that sort of whole I'm going to record what I'm doing these let's plays and here's my you know my kill streaks or, or whatever it might be yeah um, and then also, eventually in, included that 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 those con- that content in the later releases Black Ops One Black Ops One started with that it al- it also kind of set the tone for AAA gaming. How AAA gaming was going to go the entire generation, for that matter. Mm. These really big, huge, really, sh- really short single-player campaigns with just explosions everywhere, like just way too much action intensity. Yeah, set pieces. I'm not saying it's a good important. I'm just oh, yeah. saying it's a. Yeah, it, it is the for me. It is the yeah, most sadly, important. Most of the one. important games this generation are probably going to be negative ones. Yeah. Well, I, I I think one of my other ones was Braid. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, because that led to so many great indie titles that came right. up like after Bastion it. and. Bastion and Limbo and, and Journey and all these right. games that just focused on one thing and did it really well in like a three to four hour experience. Yep. Um, but Call of Duty, I think, was the one that really did it, inspiring you know all these you know these these companies with the Battlefield mm-hmm. and the Medal of Honor. Yep. I'm going and, to uh, for my most important game. I'm going to break with my top ten rules and say probably the one I have to pick because I know you guys are going to pick more obvious stuff would have to be. Angry Birds. Mm. For how I, I thought of that, yeah. Completely changed yes. the dynamic of mobile gaming. Yep. Was that, you know, the small, was now all of a sudden these little small developers could come out with something and sell for 99 cents and make a shit ton of money. Yep. As opposed to, say, Nintendo, which has to, which has, you know, a huge studio, yeah. lots of people working on huge costs. And have to sell the game for like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a sleeper hit, then they've really lost out. Yeah, and it's not a big hit. With Angry Birds, somebody can make it in their basement, and then if it turns out to be good, they just became billionaires or whatever instantly. Yeah, yeah. that so by themselves, from, independently wealthy. Yeah, yeah. So that's mine. As for the most, I, I thought of any game like that with microtransactions, or like mobile games, as an influential game. But I wasn't going right. to pick just one. It's t- yeah. kind of hard to say, but. That's why I picked Angry Birds, because yeah, it was kind of like the of... first real yeah. big blockbuster. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that my uh, – I'm going to pick two that are sort of in the same vein. Okay. One is Portal, mm-hmm. and the other is Minecraft. Okay. And for similar reasons of Angry Birds, where they were not big developers when they yes. were made, mm-hmm. and they have just completely taken off and with these really simple concepts and just really taken the industry by storm in a much, in a much different direction than what – EA and Activision have gone. Yeah, yeah. Where it's been bigger, bigger, bigger. When you have games now like Thomas was alone, which we spoiled. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I slipped. That was the way we said it, like as if like yeah. Ghost busted or something. Yeah, but it's it was so like <laughs> that bitch just got spoiled. Yeah. What? It was it was so they they're so simple, and yet they they're so successful, and it's much it's a much better reaction I think against the gaming industry right now than. Call of Duty game every year, same thing every year. Yeah. Explosions. Well, I think you're seeing that also divide. dogs. I think yeah. you're seeing the divide where it really is just those two markets, though. Yeah, you're seeing it's either just these little indie developers making these things being published by these major carriers, yeah, or it's these gigantic. Which, yeah, like, which is why at, THQ went under. Yeah, yeah, or look at what Capcom's been doing with yeah. like RE Six. Yeah, is they've been trying to. That's what they've been trying to do is break into that niche. Yep, and it's just, and, and it's just the two games that really benefited from modding. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. Portal Two. Yeah, uh, it's just you were able to you were able to take those assets and create uh, on your own, and it was it's something yeah. else, it's something that gaming needs. It yeah. needs the user input. And Halo Reach was good for this too with the Forge World. Yeah, Halo Three was good with it with Forge. Forge yeah, it's like user created content is one of the things that's going to drive the future mm-hmm. of gaming forward. I, 
Yeah, I think that's the, the other thing was there are so many games that I like. Yeah. I think that's where Minecraft was on my my three that I, yeah. and I ended up picking Call of Duty because I figured you'd talk about Minecraft and you did. <laughs> yeah. um, I got it predictable. That you, no, not <laughs> not always, but Fallout Three and Minecraft definitely. Um, Fallout uh, Minecraft is that sort of user generated act, you know, sort of yeah. point. Like you did the too many items mod where you it was base it was creative mode before creative mode existed. <laughs> They created a feature to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy. I think I think that what, yeah, like you said, there really is kind of a split now between the AAA titles and the indie developers, and that's really kind of where it's going. Yeah. Which is, I think, where Nintendo yep. really has an opportunity to kind of grab their market is that middle ground mm-hmm. and yeah. pick up the people who don't necessarily create the AAA titles year after year after year. But who aren't still indie developers? Yep. Yeah. You know, companies like Capcom. Yeah. 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 I think this generation was very um, sort of a transitional generation because I think the last so. I think the last generation was sort of well I could the, I would argue that this generation is very transitional too. Yeah. Because yeah. nothing is working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think once it does, I think we're going to see sort of that planting into the digital downloads and the really cheap games and with you know mini transactions and things like that where this was sort of a transition over from like that blockbuster game like i think that we're never going to see games like we saw with like the ps2 and xbox era you know yeah we're yeah. not going to see another shadow of the colossus yeah yeah huh. um, lack of alas yeah, yeah. <laughs> um like things I, like that we're not going to see this anymore yeah and i think there's uh, and i think gaming's going to be poor for it yeah, yeah. i agree with you Wow, that was a depressing end of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go have some skooma. Yeah. God. <laughs> All right, folks. Hope you liked it. If you guys want to comment or whatever, email us in at cast at threeheadedboy.com. You can certainly do that. Especially if you're not a bot. Especially if you're not a bot. That would be exciting, We'd too. We'd love to actually get some actual people. Join us and comment. It'd be so much fun. Um, if you guys tell have your any, friends. Yeah, any of your picks. Tell your friends if you enjoy it. If you have friends. Uh, if you have friends. Um, there you go. If not, tell your stuffed animals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen. Tell scabbers. <laughs> nice. Good call. <laughs> Um, cool. So this is Tristan Atherin House. Hey. Patrick Knight. Signing off. And Dan Zarzecki signing off for this episode of The Spoiler Cast. Don't try to dig what we all say. Generation. Generation.